What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, episode 59, guys. Ooh, here we are. Here we are. Next one, the big 60. Yeah, the one big way big 60, oh man. Yeah. We got some hosts for you guys. Of course, of course we got some hosts for you guys. We got the mouth in the house. We got Latte Tavia. Hey. We got Lil Cam. Hey. Oh, she talked. And we got myself, J-Lo. Fantastic. Oh, man, it's going to be so fun. We have so much to talk about, guys. We have, of course, box office, billboard chart toppers this week in history, because you know we changed that last week. And this, our guest this week is Amy Rutberg, guys. Holy moly. Oh my gosh, yeah, from Daredevil. And I, look, look let, let me just say, if you're a Marvel fan, you, mm-hmm. you guys, are, we have some great people coming up. Yeah, we got seriously. Amy today. We got Akira Akbar from Captain Marvel, number one movie in, in America right now, in the world, yeah. shit right now. We got and the we, dad from Cloak and Dagger, yeah, freaking uh, uh, Cloak's dad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just if you're a Marvel fan, you should be definitely listening yeah, to this show. Yeah, seriously, That's... seriously. Well, you know, we got to send a special shout out and a special thank you to our sponsor over at East Beach Specialties, and here's a little bit of what they offer. For the last 18 years, East Beach Specialties has helped businesses, schools, churches, and clubs on and near the Mississippi Gulf Coast promote events, deploy effective marketing strategies, bring unique products to life, fill events with fun, and create unique giveaways. They offer products such as custom t-shirts, apparel like hats, polos, sportswear, and loungewear. They also offer corporate gifts and employee incentives, bags and accessories, social responsible products, and of course, promotional products. Visit eastbeachspecialties.com for your product because having fun is serious business. All right, now let's get started with some industry news. The biggest and craziest thing that's happening in the industry, Disney and Fox. The deal finally closed. Yes. And it's finally happening. Oh. All of X-Men, Atlanta, Fantastic Four coming over to Disney and like Avatar, Simpsons, mm-hmm. just like, oh my gosh. It's going to be crazy, man. I, I All the possibilities. begin to tell you the excitement I have for this. That, and for <laughs> like, so many reasons, honestly, because I was just talking about today, obviously Marvel with everything coming back into the same universe i mean except spider-man and hulk whatever but uh atlanta donald glover yeah he's in lion king he was in star wars he also was working on that animated deadpool yeah so yeah mm. and will we re-see the animated deadpool will that resurface somewhere that that's that's okay i will say they did announce this for anybody who is wondering, because this has been the big talk, all the people coming back, okay? They did announce today that Deadpool is the only Fox property, superhero-wise, that is going to remain intact as is. It is coming over. It is not being touched. They will continue. Nice. X-Men, Fantastic Four, they're, yeah. they're going to be completely rebooted, yeah. according to Iger. Um, so it appears that Dark Phoenix that's getting ready to come out in a couple months yeah. will be the last of the X-Men as we know it, yeah. and then they're getting a fresh, clean reboot yeah. MCU style. Because we don't know what's going to happen with that new Mutants film. Yeah, no, the the most recent that I saw today uh, is that there's still discussion internally mm-hmm. as to whether they want to release that theatrically yeah. or they want to shift it straight to Hulu. Yeah. Uh, and for anybody who doesn't know, they now have Hulu. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in complete control of Hulu now, 60% ownership. They dictate what goes on in hulu yeah um and so that's the discussion are they going to put new mutants right onto hulu uh or disney plus yeah um instead of theatrically releasing but okay guys this is insane disney set the box office record last year for for money made by one studio they're gonna blow it out of the water this year they've already had captain marvel okay yep now (laughs) this is their slate between fox movies 
and Disney movies. They've got Dumbo, Avengers Endgame, Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, Toy Story 4, Spider-Man Far From Home, Stuber, The Lion King, possibly New Mutants, you just heard us talk about that, Artemis Fowl, Spies in Disguise, The Woman in the Window, Noel, Kingsman 3, Frozen 2, Star Wars Episode 9, Call of the Wild, and Avatar 2, mm. all coming out before December. Yeah. And that's honestly, a lot. that's crazy, man, because, I mean, we talked about the record-setting Avatar, so that's going to be huge. There, there's at yeah. least six movies that I just named that will cross the billion-dollar yeah, mark at, at the least. box office. Three out of those, probably the $2 billion mark. We know Endgame, who's going to be the biggest opening weekend of all time, yep. but most likely. They're yeah. talking about possibly the first movie to ever make $300 Ooh, million dollars in its opening That'd weekend. That'd be crazy. Guys, Disney owns Hollywood. Basically. Disney is Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This will drastically change everything moving forward. Seriously. And Iger today, I love Iger. He, he's so just real. He's like, I'd like to say that this, the 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 hard part's over, that the conclusion and uh, you know of the deal was the finish line and it's all smooth sailing, but no. No. That was the easy part. Now the work begins. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this guy's like, exactly. no, no. Now the work begins. Exactly. Now we got it all. Now what do we, I mean. Mm. I mean, because they, we already talked about how they were going to take a loss with the startup of all their streaming services and everything so it'll be interesting and everybody's wondering because you know somebody asked me the other day what do you mean i listened to the show and you said they were going to take a loss how do you how do you okay this is while yes they have all these movies coming out and they're going to make all this money disney like everybody else licenses their content to other providers Mm -hmm. netflix you know wherever they're sending it merchandise okay to launch their own streaming service they have had to give up all those licensings, yeah. you know, so they're pulling back all their content so that they can put it on their own stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're going to lose hundreds of millions of dollars, potentially billions of dollars mm. in licensing money yeah. in order to get that content back for their own streaming service on top of the cost of launching the streaming, the service, streaming service and creating a new content mm. for the stream. So that's where the loss yeah. comes in. Now, Iger Makes informed sense. the SEC and the shareholders. Everybody was aware of this going in. Yeah. And after the merger, they were going to take a huge dump yeah. the first year. Yeah. I mean, there was no way around it. But even still, I can't imagine them dipping into the red. Like, there's, no. I'm sure they're not going <laughs> to, there's a loss, quote unquote, to them is probably still not going to even be considered like a negative. I, I, would, I, I would agree. I, uh, yeah. I would, and then uh, they, didn't they also acquire 21st Century's Fox's debt, whatever they had to yes, oh, that yeah. was part of yeah. the $71 billion, yeah. uh, into it. So. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I still feel like that's just a little dent. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, I mean, uh, Eisner today said, Eisner had like this great quote basically about, you know, it's going into the unknown tunnel where mm-hmm. the best stuff happened. The fear yeah. of going into the tunnel is where it all happened. And he's thrilled. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's what we talk about every week, taking risks, yeah, taking that yeah. leap. Th- this so. is a huge risk, but Eisner knew back then yeah. it was going to pay off. Iger knows now mm-hmm. it's going to pay off, so everybody's happy. I should say for the people who are shitting on themselves because the Disney stock dropped yeah. drastically at the end of close yesterday yeah. when the deal was about to go through, and they announced this morning that the new shares of the new company, which is Disney, you know, uh, fifty one something dollars per share. Mm-hmm. Now you know that's a drastic jo- drop for Disney people because yeah. it was one hundred and ten something, mm. but. 
that's the new value of the share yeah. moving forward. So anybody from Fox who chose to get cash mm-hmm. instead of stock will get fifty one dollars yeah. per share for however many yeah. you know shares. Say, they say uh, people that own Marvel and Disney stock do they now own twenty first century stock? Well, Marvel became Disney stock. Yeah. So if okay. you owned Marvel when Disney bought Marvel, it just you got. I could go back and look at my certificate. I that's what I'm saying. Like, but do they you have paid 21st you. Century? They paid you so many dollars per Marvel yeah. share, and it trans. Transition to Disney stock. Okay. So I went from being a Marvel shareholder to yeah. a Disney shareholder. Yeah. And now I'm a Disney shareholder, but you know, I just stay that because okay. but yes, your question is the 20th century Fox people or 21st century Fox people, they just are now Disney shareholders. Yeah. That it just becomes Disney yeah. stock. I now see. you can still own Fox because you know they got that new the, Fox. The television that, the new yeah. company that started new yeah. Fox. If you want to go buy that. All right. Yeah. But I mean well, that. And it sounds like it might be a pretty decent time to buy a Disney stock. All right. <laughs> Because you, you know 50, it's going to go back yeah, up. If you can do fifty-one dollars a share, you should jump. Yeah. You should jump hard and get in because <laughs> Iger clearly has a vision, uh, and yeah. they are just going to be dominate. Look, I, I, I can just tell you, every time a Marvel movie comes out. Mm. Does pretty well. <laughs> just saying. I just saying. In case you haven't noticed, yeah. Yeah, people just, tend um, to like them. Yeah, yeah. If you're a shareholder, you like every time they release a Marvel movie. I'm just saying, or Star Wars movie, uh, or yeah. a Toy Story movie. I'm just get in. If you can buy, buy. I'm, just, uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> so exciting. So exciting. So exciting. Well, you know what else is exciting? Ted Sarandos trying to please the people and have take these conversations and these meetings to Steven Spielberg and Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. Because they want their stuff in Cannes, and they still want it at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I th- they said they played nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Sarandos met with Steven Spielberg um, at a private uh, the the San Vicente Bungalows. It's a new private restaurant in Hollywood. Interesting. Um, they apparently had dinner, and you know we're seen talking. Mm-hmm. And and my guess is is that everybody thought Sarandos was playing nice, mm-hmm. but I have more of a feeling that Sarandos went in there and said, "Listen, Steve. <laughs> Listen, bro. Did you see Roma?" exactly you're not stopping us so let's cut this shit Mm -hmm. we're going hardcore for the oscars you need to stop all this bullshit about you were a tv movie yeah i think it went down more like that than opposed to hey come on steve (laughs) i don't think so serrano's like listen we got best director like exactly the mouse is eating everybody do you want to survive or not steve (laughs) we're gonna do what we gotta do yeah um and to be fair, Steve, I mean, if you guys listen to last week's show or if you've been following any kind of industry or trade news or whatever, Steve has kind of backed off. Yeah. He, he said he did not say that he was going to try to get them to not qualify for no. Oscars. Or ever and said that he hated Netflix. Yeah, yeah, never said that he hated Netflix. Although, I mean, he did say they were TV movies. He did. I mean, he can't take that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he did say that. But hopefully, I mean, Steve comes around yeah i mean freaking uh, scorsese man scorsese's coming Uh with a gangster film that's probably going to get nominated he made no bones about it he's going for the oscars with this film exactly through netflix Mm -hmm. yeah okay i cannot wait with uh, robert de niro with de niro yeah if scorsese and de niro can do a film a gangster film for which everybody knows it's going to be awesome yeah and they do it with netflix and they're doing it specifically to try to get an oscar then steve (laughs) yeah for real and times are a changing you know the definition of what makes a tv movie is not the same anymore exactly. and it's the old you know stigmas that are attached to it are not the same anymore and you gotta adapt with the times you know it's true i mean it, it, yeah it can't, can't say it any better than that speaking of adapting with the times ted also had dinner with um terry fremo mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. who's the head of the Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. If you guys remember, they got booted out of Cannes because yep. they didn't want to go by that rule that yeah. you have to wait so long. Or if if you're not theatrically released, you had to wait so long before you could appear right. in the thing. Well, Netflix wanted no part of that. They no, weren't like, about listen. to be in the festival yeah. and then have to wait, like well, I think it was three years before they could be on the streaming. Goodness. Like, fuck that. Yeah. So I think, again, this conversation probably went down like, hey, you thought we'd be hurt by not showing up in your little festival, right. but we got nominated for like well, a shit ton of Oscars. We talked about it last year when yeah. Cannes was coming around. Like It was a huge dilemma. Yeah, like, it was. Yeah. I guess to almost everybody in the industry, I mean, the Cannes Film Festival is like the epitome. It's like exactly. the Oscars of film festivals. Exactly. It's like the one that you're supposed to be in. Exactly. Like, I think Sarandos basically told them, we don't need you. So, I mean, you know. Now, are we going to try to work this out? Are we going to try to exactly. get that done? Yeah, I was going to say, or, or maybe he was just like, can we get on the same level now? Right. We won an Oscar. Exactly. Can we like? Can we be nice and be friends now? Exactly. Uh, I, I mean, I like guess level with us. They yeah. said this is like they've been meeting several times, and I will say that according to inside sources, afterwards, even though they are talking, Netflix will again be absent from the festival this mm, year. Makes no sense. films in yeah. or out of competition. Yeah. And for people who don't understand what that means, that there are films that screen outside of the competition. Yeah. They do play at the festival, but they're not in competition. Yeah. That's what it means by in or out of competition but netflix will again have nothing there nothing so Mm. which and we talked about this on the show last year too like you said it hurt them financially not netflix the community where the festival was held because netflix pulled all their people all the press people all the all the agents all the people that are normally and they lost like millions of dollars in revenue from people that were staying hotels buying food doing the things Mm. so I have a feeling that's not the first time in history where, you know, the the general common people have been <laughs> affected by uh, pretentious snootiness. Mm. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah. This is true. Pretentious. That's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> there you I go. Like pretentious. Mm. <laughs> I've been hearing it a lot watching Frasier lately. Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a major it theme. Really <laughs> so yeah. good. So good. Well, you know what else is good? Apple trying to get other content on their streaming service, or at least trying. They're yeah. taking Netflix... Or, they're taking meetings with like Netflix and HBO and Stars, but Netflix turned them down. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, Reed Hastings was was bold with it. He said, "Our success doesn't determine their success, yeah. and we absolutely will not give them our content. We would prefer our content to be seen on our service." Right. I can see Disney stuff going on Apple, honestly. Yeah. Even though they're going to start their streaming service, I think just because they're so buddy buddy. Well. And you know, I—I th- I mean, I know it's it, interesting. I guess it won't be Apple because they've said that theirs is going to be PG right. as well. But I can also see Disney somehow, maybe through Hulu or something else, but but having a an adult service like they're going to find some way to have some adult way, yeah. content yeah i see yeah i i just want to be a fly on the wall in there with exactly Cook and bob Iger. Yeah. because you bring up a great point jlo like you would think that disney would be okay with licensing some content to apple for their service or whatever but with disney plus starting and now 60 percent ownership in hulu why would they exactly like so what is good because we say this countless times for anybody who doesn't live, but if you're a new listener, Bob Iger is on the board of Apple. Mm-hmm. So you would assume that he's in on all these decisions and he's, you know, yeah. behind helping make what's going on or whatever. But why would Bob Iger say to Tim Cook, sure, you can have some of our stuff? Well, and yeah. especially when Disney is already wanting to do a PG family right. service. Exactly. So exactly. now you're you're basically both creating the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I just mm. it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. We're going to learn more about it March twenty fifth because that's when Apple is rolling all this out in a presentation. They're also presenting like new iPad Minis and stuff like that. Yeah, so. this is their mm-hmm. big thing that they always do every year at Silicon Valley or whatever. The yeah, big, the, you know Apple Expo or yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like after reading that article with the PG stuff, I am skeptical. I was really excited, but now I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, this next one, man. Mm. Google, Google taking a massive hit, a mm. 1.7 billion, yes, that's with a B, billion dollar hit, a fine by the European Antitrust for Restricting Rival Ads. Yeah. Oh. So messed up. Yeah. Like, blocking the competition so that they couldn't get promoted. That's, I don't understand. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, I, mean, I guess this is the third what? time. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, they, they have deals. They have they have advertisement deals with certain companies and products and stuff. Oh. And so oh, okay. they're, they're like, I guess, I mean, you can liken it almost to Facebook when Facebook does a featured page or a featured... Uh, it, it's They have okay. featured ads. And so I the, the I guess the ruling was basically is that they were somehow sabotaging competitors... Of these featured ads, yeah. of the uh, companies of these, oh, okay. the, of, and and intentionally keeping them from popping up in searches, mm. and I your mean, company can't sit with us, yeah, <laughs> right? Basically, that's crazy. I mean, like, but yeah, one point seven yeah. billion dollars. Yeah, I mean. like I said, this is the third time they've been hit with this. Yeah. So yeah. at a certain point, like, do you think they'd be like, okay, we're just not going to use you anymore? Yeah. <laughs> like, Google is not allowed in Europe. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. But we shall see what happens with this. But that's a mighty loss. That's a mighty loss. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Ooh, ooh. And I just I want to I want to jump on this next one because I want to say we called this. We Dead. called it last week. Did uh, <laughs> um, the head of Warner Brothers Pictures uh, has stepped down. Yeah, uh, I'm true. sure. I'm sure that's more likely forced out yeah but uh, <laughs> we called that we said we thought that it would be like in the best interest of warner brothers to or warner media to get rid of him yeah um and what we're talking about of course is uh the whole thing that went down where the uh kevin Tashurahara, i guess we're, we're just going to continue to butcher his name but right. um you know with the with the that guy the thousands of text messages that came out that basically show that he was having an affair with this actress then then yeah. in exchange promised to try to get her jobs right. uh, on film and television. It also includes uh, Brett Ratner and uh, Packer from Australia and just a bunch of people. Well, uh, the decision was made, apparently, whether it was him or higher up, he has resigned. Mm-hmm. So currently, Warner Brother Pictures is trying to move in a direction of what are we going to do? Yeah. Um, so John Stanky, who's the head of Warner Media now, uh, he did head to Los Angeles this week uh, to set up a temporary team mm. that's going to act as Warner Brothers Pictures CEO mm-hmm. uh, mm. until a replacement is found. Mm. Now this is interesting. It appears that it's going to be a group of people. Yeah, uh, they do want to try to put a woman in that group to to represent, and it looks like that they said that potentially this group might turn into like a co-CEO where it's two people running Mm -hmm. it, one focused on film and television and one focused on digital media and the future towards digital media. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays. Um, I think that makes sense. Like how can one person be, you know what I mean? Like be in charge of so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, honestly. It is. Um, But that's good, in my opinion, right move. You you had to clean house. I mean, this guy, while very successful CEO at Warner Brothers Pictures, you know, you can't have scumbag. Yeah, he's a scumbag, and yeah, and you gotta, you gotta. 
exactly. eliminate that stuff, especially with everything moving forward. The whole merger and you're trying to exactly, do all this like, new stuff mm. and you got all this stuff going on. You can't have that trash lingering in the closet. Yeah. I mean, you just can't. Yeah, seriously. So right move, I think. Mm, yeah, but I mean, sticking with Warner Brothers, they are in final negotiations for King Richard, a movie starring Will Smith that centers around the father of the tennis stars Venus and Serena Williams. Mm. Yeah, we talked about this. Remember, he's not black enough. Yeah, he's not black enough, yeah. <laughs> if you remember the show a couple weeks ago, we talked about the controversy yeah. that when they even said he was being considered for the role, yeah. that he wasn't black enough. Yeah. Super <sighs> so crazy. Ridiculous. Super crazy. Mm-hmm. But I guess, uh, like, Netflix was trying to get this one. Like, And the crazy thing about Netflix trying to get this one, it was Barack and Michelle Obama from Netflix yeah, trying to get this one. Yeah, their higher ground production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, their yeah. company with Netflix. They they got outbid. They did. <laughs> I'm shocked by that I one. Too. Honestly, I, I mean, I, I I find it hard to believe that a movie yeah, centering around especially how many people like are in love with the Obamas. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, this would have been a great first project for the Obamas. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Um, and I love that the the story is basically about the father coming up through hard times in Compton. You know, and it and it highlights his ups and downs and. Uh, basically tumultuous life until he makes a decision to start coaching the girls yeah um and you know leading them to what eventually became the you know their success while never having played tennis or had any tennis experience Ever, himself he yeah. just decides he's going to coach his girls and like bam yeah <laughs> so yeah. it sounds like it's going to be a great movie yeah but and uh for kudos- the- Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say kudos to Warner Brothers for getting yeah. it because it sounds like it's going to be a great film. It does. And I can understand if they would just worded it differently. I can understand wanting someone who looks like he could be related to Venus and Serena. Like I can understand trying to find someone right. who looks realistic for the part. Um, and that, you know, maybe even someone who's not as well known so that you can focus on the story. I do understand the benefit of that is sometimes getting um, lesser known actors. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's shitty phrasing to say not black enough right. that's just like a really terrible way to put it yeah and are we gonna have to keep a watch now like for who's cast as venus and serena right like like i mean what is that gonna be the next one they're not black enough you didn't cast black enough for those roles either like i mean it, this is just getting ridiculous i, I mean yeah just... i mean if you want to make if you want to try and find actresses that look like little like pictures of venus and serena whenever they were little girls i can understand that right you know but at the same time it's a balance you have to i mean will smith is a great actor so that's another thing that you have to consider is yeah you might find someone that looks identical but they might not be a good actor so it's it's a hard balance people so you got to remember you know you have to balance realistic you know yeah just because i mean are are we basing this on color of skin or ability to act in the film like you're right you're you're exactly right it'd be great if you could find somebody that looked almost identical to them and could act exactly but if they're not out there what do you do you have to cast for who can act in the role i mean it's just but i i I do admit that sometimes in continuities and those things bother me um like in captain marvel i do have one thing to say about (laughs) something that bothered me in it is that and it's it's always eye color, and I always notice, and it always bothers me. Um, whenever they um, they'll have younger versions of the actress, they had younger versions of Captain Marvel. She had blue eyes, and then green eyes, and then mm. Brie, you know, Brie Larson has brown <laughs> or hazel eyes. Yeah. That drives me crazy. Now, I hate see, that, especially in the day and age where colored contact lenses or are, even they just exist. digitally change it. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. Like that really drives me. They crazy. can make Sam Jackson look forty years younger, but they can't get the eye colors the same on all the actors. That's and like, maybe you know. not everyone else notices it. Maybe that's just a weird thing of mine. But I will say that those kinds of things 
things do bother me oh whenever you're gosh. going across timelines. No, that's, just saying. It's a great point. It's just, a great point. I completely understand. Completely understand. Well, switching it up a little bit, getting out of the business entertainment news. Um, for some fun stuff. Some fun stuff. DC Universe, you know, with uh, Doom Patrol, Titans, and so many other DC properties. Honestly, Shazam. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah. come out. There's um, the actual old TV show of Shazam is on there. Yeah, it, when was that? Uh, when was that in like the seventies? Mm, you remember it, that? It's on where? I watched it every Saturday. Did you? Uh, yeah, I did. It's uh, on the DC streaming. I wanted to ride uh, around service. in that RV, okay. man. I, did you? Yeah, I did. And like, it's so cool because you can like read DC comics on there. What? Like, you can that is fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. and um, like a whole bunch of other different TV series, but. The exciting thing is that they're going to make the first episode of Doom Patrol, Titans, and Young Justice available for a week. Those are the their first original properties okay. on the streaming service. So that's really exciting. That's going to be through March 29th. And I think anybody who who watches these is going to get the service. They're going to get hooked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of, see, this was all very casually stacked. That's very good. Thank you. DC is owned by Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. So that plays into it. And then we were talking about Serena, who mm. signed up for DC streaming and is yeah. apparently a huge fan of the Titans. Yeah. And that's why she signed exactly. up for it. So, you know, it's all to connect. It's, it's all just all connected. connected. I gotta say, I, I Doom Patrol, in my opinion, the best comic book show on television yeah, right now. Talk about just, it on hands down. I did talk about it on hands down. It's a brilliant show, and Titans is fantastic. They just had uh, some casting announcements for Titans. Yeah. They've uh, casted Deathstroke, mm. um, cast Jericho, who's mm-hmm. his son. So both have been cast, and uh, I'm really excited about that, though. Yeah, because that's a great storyline in the comic books, and yeah. if that's and a lot of people don't realize, but during that storyline, mm-hmm. in which I I'm really excited is when Nightwing first appeared. Yeah. So we're and as anybody who's watched Titans knows, Robin, Dick Grayson. Yeah. I, I think we're yeah. gonna see Nightwing in the season first two. season is like him going through the transformation. Yeah, where like, he basically mm, at the end yeah. ditches the Robin identity. Yeah. Um. And you and, see Jason Todd. Jason Todd's a little shit. Yeah. Like, again, Doom Patrol. Watch it just for Doom good. Patrol. Yeah. And unlike anything you have seen in a comic book show. Yeah. I mean, it is unreal. Yeah. It, it just week in week out, it just is. It blows my mind. Yeah. I mean like what they do yeah. talk about boundaries mm-hmm. like just they blowing past it. the boundaries yeah. and thinking outside the exactly. box this show is crazy they break the Have fourth wall it? like it is know. crazy it's really good yeah it's mm. so good do it, it. Yeah. i guess what we're really saying out, yeah. it's free for a week check it out you will not be just dis- and plus it's eight bucks a month yeah but this next one tavia i know you might be excited about there's a prequel series in the works already for game of thrones Oh, I I figured they were gonna have to do something <laughs> like, else with ready. that. But I am excited about that. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's just such a good yeah show. And the overall minutes have been released for the sixth or the final season. I don't know if it what season is it? Eight, six, seven? I think it's eight, eight, eight or nine. I think is the last one. Yeah, there's four hundred and thirty-two minutes of runtime for this full final season. That is seven point two hours. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty crazy. That's a lot of action. That's gonna be a long night for me. All right. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but but no, it's 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 just so well done. And uh, there was actually a, a video I watched for class where they explain the way that they pull your emotions back and forth yeah. through the scenes mm. from from scene to scene, and then within like the battle scenes and stuff like that. It's just it's just really really well done. Yeah. Oh man, it sounds really exciting. It is. Now this next one. I don't know how I feel. Um, Neither. <laughs> uh, Drake and Josh, they've been seen together, and reportedly 
the hints of a reboot is happening of Drake and Josh. Yeah. I just don't see how two adult men are going to fit back into yeah, that what, world. Yeah, what's the audience? I don't even... Yeah. yeah I like, mean, maybe if you did it, like, I guess the only angle they could go is, like, now they're dads. I guess. Drake right. and Josh and like, dads. And, and then another question we brought up, what about Marissa Cosgrove? Is she coming back as yeah. the little sister? Like, the little yeah. crazy girl? I, because, yeah, I mean, what? Miranda hasn't done any. Oh, yeah, Miranda. I said Marissa. Miranda? Marissa? <laughs> we all know what you meant. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, we got a picture of her face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, she hasn't done anything in a while. She yeah. like she was supposed to start this huge music career, yeah. which apparently was going pretty well until an accident um, on on her tour bus or whatever, and that kind of kept her from touring, which dropped the music career. And uh, haven't seen anything yeah. ever since then. So. Honestly, I thought that like a TV fourteen Josh trying to be Drake's manager of Drake trying to get famous, like trying to be in a rock band and get famous. Because I don't know if you guys remember, he tried to do that a little bit in the show, in the actual show, like when Drake was performing with his band, he was trying to be like his manager type. So, oh. so, so with, here goes both of these never coming oh, on goodness. the show. But I was going to say, would that be a reboot or a reality show? Ooh. Because I feel like Josh reaching back out to Drake do you think for that? a reboot is trying to help Drake out. Yeah. Because it, it where the fuck like, has Drake been? Yeah. I mean, he's doing like water yeah. parks like, yeah. concerts and I, stuff. I mean, I've like, seen... Josh and more around in the entertainment yeah, industry. Yeah, I mean, he, he he did that horror movie, and then he did the reboot of yeah, um, Red Dawn. Uh, Red Dawn. Well, he was and he had a, that show with John Stamos, and, and he was in Big Bang Theory too. I think he had a couple, like a little recurring role yeah, in Big little, Bang Theory too. Yeah. But again, can you name anywhere that you know Drake, Drake has been? I, been? I, I think Timmy college, Turner, college campuses. <laughs> oh my oh. God! Yeah, he did do that live action Timmy Turner. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's parents. right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, we should say he has been voicing Spider-Man in yeah. some animated stuff, which is done pretty well. Yeah. Um, well, so yeah. I mean, maybe he's just more behind the scenes now. Yeah. Sure, let's go. I, uh, <laughs> but I think I, I think it could work if maybe they if maybe they went like or the more adult sitcom kind of version. Exactly. Of it. I, I think yeah. it, that could be kind of funny, where it's like you know, yeah, they're they're down in the dumps and in the mundane life of you know kids and work and mm-hmm. blah and then they're like you know what we can still be rock stars exactly. i could maybe see that if yeah. it's done well enough yeah, i'd be the- more interested in seeing miranda come back for an adult version of school of rock mm. oh yeah. yeah you know yeah, that'd be like cool. i mean yeah, there's bring- there's a storyline there somewhere yeah. to where the, all those kids yeah. can come back and do that mm-hmm. i'd be far more entertained with that well it's okay. not gonna happen no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> it could happen it could. speaking of just and this isn't even in our industry news but i just want to throw it out there because i saw the picture did you see where the boy Meets World Group regrouped at a uh, a convention recently no, and all did took not a picture with Mr. No. Feeney. That's epic. Yeah, uh, all of them were there with Mr. Feeney. That's so oh, epic. Man. Which makes me say we should have that reboot. Yes. I mean, Girl Meets World's off the air. Bring back Boy Meets World. No, yeah, I wasn't a fan of Girl Meets World. I tried. I was <gasps> so excited. I know. <laughs> yes. I was so excited, and I, I guess it, it just it was made for the new teen yeah. Yeah. teen sitcom yeah. realm of yeah. Disney that yeah. I'm not really used to. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's not what I grew up with. And yeah. so when I came back expecting the old Boy Meets World feel and then I saw it was this new format yeah. I was like oh yeah. this isn't what I expected yeah. Yeah. it was very nostalgic though to see them yeah. all in the picture Feeney's yeah. got like these tennis shoes on and he's just Aww. sitting in the middle and they're all huddled oh, around man. it was a great picture yes it's a great, I think it was Danielle Fischel that, that shared
shared it. So if you mm-hmm. want to go see it, go check it out. But yeah, great picture. Yeah, yeah that seriously. would be a great reboot. Seriously. And of course, we had Mr. Feeney on the show. So if you guys want to listen to that interview, William and Daniels his wife. And, and his, his wife, wife, Bonnie Bartlett. Man, and they, they talk very highly of the of the show and of the whole, the kids and the whole cast. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great interview. Yeah, go listen that to that one. And, you know, if you want Drake and Josh, I guess tell somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want. <laughs> you know. Oh, I know you're excited about this one, Mouth. Dr. Ruth, she's coming to Hulu. <laughs> I appreciate you using she, the nickname Mouth. You're welcome. Dr. Ruth. You're yeah. welcome. She's been an important part of your sex life for a long time, right? <laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie. I, I was first introduced Sorry, to Dr. Ruth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Lil Kim loves this section. Dad talking about the sex life. All right, but, uh, I don't need to know your sex life. <laughs> things you don't want to know um, for yeah, 100. I'll take like, things I don't want to hear from Dad. For more than 100. Um, I don't... But seriously, though, I mean, I did first hear she was huge in the 80s. You yeah. know, when I was a teenager, first starting to date. And yeah. Like, you know, all that. She was huge back then. She was on every night and like she was on the radio and TV. Yeah. Now. And the first time I heard this woman talk, you know, she she's first of all, she's about four foot three. Yeah. You know, and even then she <laughs> looked like she lady. was like 100 years old. Yeah. You know, and so you see her on TV and you have no idea. I'm flipping channels. I don't know. And I'm like coming across. And the first thing is like manual stick. Simulation or simulation is the single most important thing. Have you tried inserting the fingers? And I'm like, what Whoa. am I watching? What the fuck? Who is this lady and why is she talking about inserting fingers? Like, it was just the most crazy thing to me. But she has got to be the most entertaining, yet yeah. also groundbreaking, most informative and groundbreaking. Yeah. And this woman's story is incredible. Um, going through the whole Holocaust yeah. and all of the history of uh, you her said there German... was just a documentary about her, right? Right, and I, I'm not sure if this announcement is that's coming to Hulu or yeah. if she's getting a new show on yeah. Hulu. Both would be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her story is just phenomenal. Yeah. And um, she, <laughs> she, she's got no problem saying what she thinks about sex. The poor guy who did the the director of the documentary, I saw them teasing <coughs> the documentary or whatever. Yeah. He like would even he would still get on. She put her hand on his knee at one moment. Oh to just kind of giggle about something he had said. Yeah. And you could just tell. He, he was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, don't touch me. Touch me. <laughs> it's like, don't touch me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> but she's my. like, oh, you should not be afraid of a woman's touch. And I'm, I'm like, okay, but he is right now, isn't he? He's a little nervous. Um, Just, yeah, just hearing her I talk. Just, I just love that, though. I love it when old ladies are, like, super blunt and about realistic things. But the great thing about her, too, is that she really is, like, helping people. She's helping people to feel comfortable, like, just talking about something that's a part of life. That's mm-hmm. the reason why we're all here is because of sex. And then so for her to just be able to come out and be like, hey, you know, yeah. this is it's an important part of life. It can make your life so much better if you, you know, are safe and, you know, do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I just looked it up. Uh, <laughs> and, and Dr. Ruth ain't scared to tell you if you're doing it wrong. Right? <laughs> if you're a woman, it's not orgasming. You're oh doing something oh wrong. Gosh. I'm so sorry, Emily. No, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Tavia's like, it's why we're all here. <laughs> Life is so much better when you I, do it and you do it right. I'm talking about the biological no, aspect. No, you I were know, talking know, about man. the orgasm. You are not. <laughs> I'm not uncomfortable uh, with Tavia's conversation. Uh, <laughs> Look, let's just admit it. Life is better when when you do it and you do it right it's it's just it's better so anyway um <laughs> thank you dr ruth much success on hulu yeah and it's it's the documentary that, okay yeah good. it's the oh, documentary. even more so because i did i did watch a little bit of the documentary and and watch these interviews with her and it does go 
it explores a lot into her upbringing yeah. and her life and and how she was able to overcome what she overcame yeah. and get into this kind of a thing. So I would highly recommend the documentary. Uh, it, it's a great story about Dr. Ruth. And like I said, she's just so fun. Yeah. yeah, you can't help but listen to her and feel good and start to like really just have a good time. She's she's just fun to listen yeah. to and she really you know yeah it's great. It's Doctor Ruth, man. So <laughs> gosh, Doctor <laughs> Ruth is on Hulu. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, teach me how to insert the penis. <laughs> oh my god, it's just not happy anymore, Doctor Ruth. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Why is it so much more disturbing when you use that voice? It's like Ready, Mickey. a thousand you times worse. You have giant fingers. I and you're still you going. I said, yeah. It's like you they can't stop. So, anyway. Yeah, so anyway, we don't we don't want to get stabbed like what happened to the tanked guy. Because oh. oh. That, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's our transition. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's our wow. transition. We don't want to get stabbed by the two females. Well, the tanked, uh, Animal Planet's tanked, you know, about designing huge fish tanks. I Sure. Yeah, yes. There's an animal. Okay. Yeah, yeah it it's an a, action. It was a great show. Yeah, it, it was really on was for like 15 seasons. Oh, okay. And it, it was huge, I guess. And it was apparently with a husband and a wife. Well, it got canceled, uh, but... Animal Planet is saying it's not because his wife stabbed and beat up the husband. Oh. Yeah. That's super crazy Maybe situation. that's why she stabbed and beat him up. She's like, you fucked up our got, deal. Yeah, you messed up our deal. You got us canceled. Or it's because they didn't consult Dr. Ruth. Oh, my God. <laughs> just saying. Dr. Ruth's documentary came just a little too late. I mean, off this discussion. Uh, <laughs> Move on. Perhaps you should have stayed away from the fish. And the sad thing is, like, even going to the next topic, which is Ringo Starr releasing a new album at yes. age 79. By the way, Ariana, Ringo is a Beatle. Ringo is a Beatle. You're just not. Yeah. <laughs> His last album was in 2017, so that's awesome. But the reason I say you could still bring up Dr. Ruth is because remember that story we heard about John Lennon and the Beatles and, you know, sitting together and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I would imagine she's probably like a very non judgmental person and is like, hey, that. you know, yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> His friends are wanted to play doctor in the little yellow submarine. It's okay. It's all right. Whatever springs you're sprung is cool with Whatever her. Whatever springs you're sprung. Oh, yesterday. My oh, my goodness. I, oh, my troubles. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, oh. anyway. Eddie, uh, 79. I'm 79. shocked by that. Yeah. Wow. Seriously, we're still putting out content. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, so was... Uh, Paul. What's his face? Yeah, Paul. yeah. Who he just re- he just released an album too, like last year. So he did. Yeah. I would yeah. love to see them go back on tour. Yeah. I'm telling you, take Why the two kids. Yeah, you know, that'd be and, badass. And, and go on tour as the yeah. Beatles. I mean, yeah, that'd be super cool. It would be. Yeah. Now this next one, I we're just gonna have to get into it because there's a lot. Uh, you know about the huge K-pop phenomena that's happening right now, the Korean. Oh, invasion. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like gotcha. huge, like pop stars, basically yeah. from Korea. Well, apparently, a total of four Korean entertainers have abruptly retired this week because I guess there's a lot of underground shit going on with huge people that involve, like, the equivalent to American Idol over in South Korea. The winner of that is involved in, like, a prostitution ring. And, Mm. like, they have found, like, text messages and apps and... Apparently, there's videos of these guys, like, drugging girls and having sex with them while they're unconscious. And, yeah, it's super crazy in South Korea. Yeah, which makes me think, 
you know, not just not just with the because not, you know it's referred to prostitution, but I mean to me I, that sounds like trafficking. It, it is. sounds it like is. they're bringing these girls in, they're drugging them up against exactly. their will, they're doing the kind of stuff. And why like, does just, it always go back to that? Why is all seriously. like this great stuff ruined by people being shitty with their like choices in life and how they treat women and people? Exactly. Why? Like, why it, I just saw it and it was like super crazy. And one of the guys is denying the charges with the prostitution ring, but he is accepting the charges of yes, I videotaped her while I was having sex with her. It's just so I yeah, it's just super crazy. And I mean, honestly, I don't know how males in that country feel about females. So, like, I, I is there, know. like, a discrimination between sexes? I don't... Well, I mean, in most Asian cultures, the woman is like behind. The, the lesser, yeah. You know, the feet are bound. They're, yeah. they're expected to be a secondary type, yeah. you know. So, <coughs> I, I would assume it, it's like that. I'm just... R. Kelly's like, so I got a career <laughs> in Korea. Right, so, right yeah. Right, yeah. R. Kelly, now I know where to go. R. Kelly's going to Korea, <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Um, basketball player. Um, oh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman's over in North Korea. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's going to be, it's you know, super crazy. bad joke. But, I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's that same line of yeah. just these young, these. I mean, God, it's heartbreaking. It is. You know, I mean, what, like you both said, what gets into a mind of a guy that's, this is okay. Exactly. Like, at any point, is this okay? Mm-hmm. It's It just, it's beyond disturbing yeah i mean honestly but another one of them came out and said i admit to all my crimes i filmed women without their consent and shared it in a social media chat room and while i did i didn't feel a great sense of guilt more than anything i kneel and apologize to the women that who appear in the videos who learned the hideous truth as this incident came to light it's just mm, but see the thing is I always have to wonder, would you ever have felt bad if you didn't get caught? Exactly. You know, like exactly. he he didn't feel bad at the time. So would you have ever knelt if you hadn't been caught? Exactly. Mm. Super crazy story. Mm. I I don't know what this is going to do for the super like Asian invasion, I guess you yeah. could say. <laughs> Asian invasion. Uh, I, so I mean, we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> that it's, sounds like a topic for Dr. Ruth. All right. <laughs> oh, right. my God. I can't help it. It's just there. <laughs> No, oh you know, goodness. in all seriousness, though, I, I mean, it makes you because they said there could be potentially more famous names to come, mm-hmm. and it just makes you wonder if there's non-Korean, if there if there's famous other musicians that from go over there and tour and, and like, yeah, are involved in this. I mean, like, it's we it's know scary. trafficking is huge here in America, so exactly. I mean, I would not be shocked at all if we saw. And I mean, on we that report list. on it every week how Hollywood and the entertainment industry it's dark as fuck. Speaking of, yeah. Speaking of Paris Jackson, yeah. So, and this this whole story is just kind of yeah. I'm confused. According kind of. to TMZ, TMZ reported last week that <laughs> Paris had attempted to commit suicide by slashing her wrists and was rushed to the hospital and put on a 5150 hold, which is the psychiatric hold against the will, meaning right. they're involuntarily yeah. They have you to know, stay submitted. There. They have to stay. Um, they said, according to a source with direct knowledge, that it was after viewing the documentary "Leaving Neverland." Mm. Um, and while that documentary was coming out, and there, she was in a series of tweets getting hammered by people about how can you defend your dad? Mm. Why aren't you defending your dad? Mm. Well, he's this, he's that, or this kind of thing. Can't win no and, matter what. Right, yeah, you can't exactly. win or lose. And she basically, it's not my place to defend him. This has been out there. I choose to remember his music and this and that. Right. And kind of, but basically, I guess after it aired and she saw all the stuff, according to TMZ, she did this. 
Well, she tweeted <laughs> like an hour, almost after. an hour after they claimed she tried to kill herself and was in the hospital, and said "fuck you, you fucking liars" mm. from from her account. Tweeted from her account. Now this is where it gets confusing because the police confirmed that they did indeed go to the house and that there was an incident at the house and that she was transported to the hospital. So I don't know whether that means. They were worried about her right. and they brought her to the hospital. Or if she did try to commit suicide. Um, maybe she but, just didn't want it out. So may, that's why yeah, she said that. Maybe like, that I was somebody f- with her phone or right. ha- that has access to her account yeah. that tweeted that to try to imply that she didn't do that. Um, she was out pretty quick afterwards, though. Yeah. The next day she was out. So, I mean, that, I don't... Exactly. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a crazy situation. I, I mean, the big thing is, is that, I mean, what we want... It's social media. Yeah. It's... I can only imagine. I mean, the pressure, first of all, of having been Michael Jackson's kids, Kid, yeah, and then to have this come out. Right. Just, I mean, so we talk about it all the time—the double-edged sword of social media. Yep. But you know, the 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 gall of these people to go after her. Like, even if you believe that that's what Michael Jackson did, mm-hmm. even if you all the stuff is true, right? To attack her for yeah. it, like it's it is just ridiculous. It's all it, with the, all the stress she's already exactly. in because of it. To attack her for exactly. it is just—it's awful, man. It's a dangerous it really tool. Is. It is a dangerous tool, and if used like that, look what can happen. Yeah. That's the thing because she maybe she's tried to kill herself before. Mm-hmm. That's that's proven. Exactly. She, she did. So knowing that, and you're still going to put her into a situation where you might cause her to lose yeah. her shit again. Like that's just shame on them. Man. Yeah. Shame. I mean, it's, it's just super crazy. So b- best wishes to her and the yeah, family, though. Honestly, I mean, I couldn't even imagine positive vibes. What to like I said, I just to have to go through that. I, I couldn't even yeah, begin to imagine. It's so, crazy to know. be in that much of the limelight, being born into that much of the limelight. Yeah, because I mean, I mean and, they, she didn't have a choice. No, and it's been that limelight and that stress since day one. Yeah, her like whole. So just uh, mm. nothing but the best for her. I hope that she's okay. Yeah, hope that she gets through it. And, yeah. You know, hey, leave you Paris alone, people. y'all. Yeah, leave Paris exactly. alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, just let those kids be and agreed. You know, agreed. Maybe well, they get... can... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe they can do something themselves. Maybe they can actually make a name for themselves independently in some way. If you would just leave them alone and there let them go. figure their lives out. Agreed. That's all I was gonna say. Agreed. No. True. Anyway, true. <laughs> true tweet. True tweet. Well, let's get on some happy stuff, please. Yes, please. please. Yes. Uh, a lot of trailers dropped this week. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Stranger Things, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Toy Story 4. Man, let's talk about Stranger Things. They're growing up. They really are. Yeah, they're not going to be in the basement playing games anymore, it looks <laughs> no, like. No, no, they're And, not. like, Eleven looks like she's out and about with everybody not being hidden anymore. She's got hair. She's got hair. <laughs> they're in relationships hair. now. Yeah. They're all, like, you know, I mean. Exactly. So I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I just, I just love it because, first of all, my favorite thing about the trailer was the music selection. Oh they God. just so, killed it with so the music. Good. It was so good. It just gets you pumped because they're there like in the 80s yeah. and it's just like so Out much. Out here this, in the field. Yeah. I mean, just, oh my gosh, it's so good. This storyline has progressed. It and, has. Uh, I mean, if you look at the trailer, they're introducing a bunch of new characters again yeah. this year. So yeah. it, it's going to be really, yeah, really. Yeah, seriously. I'm the, Duffer, super excited. the Duffer Brothers, man, they're they're geniuses. They are. And Netflix, you know, they, kudos to them because yeah. they knew. Well, let's exactly. jump on this one. It definitely shows that they're not they're not backing down on the creepy element at all. No, yeah, the, the shit ain't over. No, the, <laughs> the shit ain't over. That's not a tagline. Yeah, the, the, the shit ain't over. The shit ain't over. What can I say? I have a talent. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
But yeah, like that that monster. Mm, it looked more intense than the first two seasons. Yeah, yeah it really I'm, did. I'm, and you know, like you said, dude, the Duffer brothers. I mean, these kids are massive stars in Hollywood now, yeah, thanks to this show. Huge. I mean, he they were brilliant in finding the talent and exactly. putting it out there. And like, man, yeah, I want to know what. Uh, you know, child stars from my day are going to be in it again. Yeah. They've been bringing back all the good ones. Yeah. You know, Winona yeah. Ryder and Sean Astin and like, all, so yeah. who's going to be in it this year that yeah. they're going to resurge from the 80s, you know, because it's going to be great. Oh, man. And, you know, we got to talk about Once a Time or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, man. man. Our buddy, Buddy Spencer Garrett. Yes. Oh. The man, the myth, the legend, yes. Spencer Garrett. First person you see on screen. And, uh, dude. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Th- this is just looked like a I'm, dream role for I'm, him yeah. to be able to do it. But this movie. This movie looks so good. When, the, when they first announced it, mm-hmm. I was like excited for it. Yeah. But then when you started seeing like little pictures and mm-hmm. behind the scenes stuff. And the oh, poster came out this poster. week too. And they know how important Margot Robbie is. Let's just say it because yeah. she got her own poster. Yeah. Brad Pitt and Leo didn't. No. She got her, she own, got poster her own poster, Sarah Tate. So, and wow. Kudos to the costume and makeup people because yeah. Margot looks just like Sharon Seriously. Tate. It's like amazing. And, and the Charlie Manson. Mm. I love that. Just the whole like 60s vibe of me it too. all yeah. too. Me like too. she, man. So I, good. Th- th- to me, that whole run from like the 1920s through the late 1970s mm-hmm. of Hollywood, that yeah. era, yeah. just yeah. that 50 year span. Yeah. I love Hollywood then. And, and, this movie seems to capture it. Just yeah, like, and man. like everybody's in it, basically. <laughs> we, we do got to say this was uh, Luke Perry's. Was it the last one? Yeah, this will last be. Film. I mean, based wow. on when the release date is, it's it's probably his last appearance yeah. on, mm. in film. Yeah. You know, so, uh, oh, man, that's yeah. heartbreaking right yeah. there. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder at the end if they'll have something for I'm it. I'm sure think. they will. You, like, you would think so. I would yeah. be really surprised if they didn't. Yeah. But yeah, you, you bring it up. You go look at the IMDb page, and it's who's not in this film. Seriously. Like the, I mean, it's just crazy the Lots names that they've got. Obviously, the biggest being Spencer Garrett. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we loved, I honestly, I could he's not be more guy. happy for him. The front runner. Mm. He's had a huge yeah. year. He's been back on TV. Yeah. Like uh, The Good Doctor. Yeah. And, I mean, just he's, he's killing it this year. He is. Um, and we can't promise, but we will say we're going to reach out and see if we can't get Spencer on the show to talk about this. Movie yes. And get yeah. Spence back on to talk about yeah. it. But, he talked um, a little bit about it the first time, but it was just a little touch. Yeah. He couldn't really touch. say anything yeah. then, kind of a thing, but yeah, it's just, and by the, the guy playing Bruce Lee mm-hmm. sounds yeah. exactly yeah, like I mean, him. I, w- I was like, did they resurrect Bruce? Yes. <laughs> like, I just love that whole interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, if I kill you, I can go to if I kill you on accident, I could go to jail. They call that manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, if anybody like, kills you by accident, that's manslaughter. I, yeah. I love the the genre blending too. Like you don't know what kind of film it no. is because that's that's the thing with Hollywood is that there's so much like so many different genres and, uh-huh. and tones and everything. And I, I love that they represent all of those, even in just the trailer. You don't know what the genre is really. Exactly. And, I mean, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that this is going to kind of really highlight and deal with the dark side of Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're touching on the Manson murders yeah. and Sharon Tate. Yeah. And it looks like we're going to see like the progressive downslide of a Hollywood star yeah. into his kind of, yeah. you know, so, but it just Tarantino. Mm-hmm. I mean, if ever there was a director yeah. to touch on the dark side it's of Hollywood, him. it's him. Yeah. Um, th- I'm just going to go on the record and say, I think this might end up being his best, his film. best one. I mean, mm. and that's hard to say because he's had a few yeah, great we were ones, talking about it. Like, man, I just, Pulp to Fiction, me, yeah. Reservoir Dogs. I, mean, like, just, I wonder if he's going to do his classic, you know, um, narrative sh- sh- shuffle around. You know, I mm-hmm. wonder what this what this narrative structure is going to end up looking like. Yeah. 
And what his cameo is. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, he's Honestly, he's <laughs> yeah. I mean, where's he going to fit in? I mean, is he going to be one of Manson's cult guys? Uh, yeah, right. Like, what's I, going on? That's funny. That's uh, funny. Uh, but this movie looks phenomenal. I cannot wait for this. I yeah. Mean, just, I'm seriously. super pumped. And I honestly, I just love movies about the industry itself. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. movies about a musician trying to make it or an actor trying to make it. It's really cool. Yeah. It's it, phenomenal. Because right. honestly, nobody else could do it better than the people that are actually in the industry. Right. Exactly. So, it's true. great. It's great. And another big one that dropped this week, Toy Story 4. The dark side of toys. The dark side of toys. <laughs> <laughs> but all kidding aside, it might be. Yeah. This, this trailer hints at some creepy stuff. Like Yeah, and like Bo Peep. Yeah, I mean, you might have noticed she was gone in the third third one. She's back in this one, and, and she she's kind of a Woody badass. Back. Yeah. Just saying. Mm. Yeah, yeah, she's kind of a badass. Yeah. And she wants her man. Yeah. Just, but, <laughs> just saying. Yeah, like, I mean... It, you finally saw what the story is going to be like. We saw Woody trying to go after the Spork figure because I don't know if everybody remembered, but the toys were brought to this little girl's house and because they're not at the daycare. They're not at Andy's anymore. They're at this little girl. Uh, forget her name at the yeah, moment. Yeah. But And then the little girl makes a Spork at school and brings it home as a toy, and that was like the most important toy to her at the time. Mm-hmm. And then the Spork was like, I'm supposed to be eating chili and soup and stuff. I'm not a toy. So he decides to run away. And since Woody's like the nice saving sheriff type of guy, he's like, no, you're so important to our kid right now. So we need you to be a toy. And so he has to go find the spork and like get it back. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, cause I, I mean, I think one of the lines in there is the spork doesn't even understand how he's alive. Yeah. It's like, why am I alive? I'm supposed to be a fork. Yeah. I'm not a, you know, and so. I, I mean, I hear though this is a heartbreaker. Uh-huh. I feel like this. They they say this is a sad movie, uh-huh. so I, I don't uh, know. Yeah, no one does sad like Pixar. Seriously, seriously, <laughs> she's full of them. I, today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shit ain't over. No one does sad like That's Pixar. True. <laughs> you got the taglines on lock. Got them just she's got a list. Boom, boom, boom. Oh my goodness. But I've, you know, I've always thought there was something kind of creepy about the Toy Story. Like I, I remember when that came out when I was younger and I had mm-hmm. toys and I'd be like peeking around my door, like, are y'all? Do they mm-hmm. really walking around? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, hmm, it's kind of hmm. creepy. Yeah. And you were hoping to God that that puppet didn't really come oh alive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop it. If the clowns or the puppets come alive, I am. I do. Uh, well, you know, done. I was also given porcelain dolls as a, oh, as a little girl, and I, I didn't really ask for them. Oh, um, yeah. It was just something that people just gave me, and mm. I, I didn't want to be mean because they were pretty, and I'm sure they were expensive, and they were family members of mine that gave them to me, and they, so I, I would put them up and display them, but... I was always just a little bit creeped out by them, yeah. and yeah. Uh, that was that was always one of the ones I kind of eyed out of the corner of my eye when I was thinking about Toy yeah, Story. I'm like, what about like... you bitches up there? <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all doing when I'm asleep or not here? Tom Hanks did say though, this it's an epic swan song. Yeah, he even teared up on his last day oh, of filming. Really? Oh wow! When it, when it was the finale yeah. of Woody, as he called it, and so. That could mean so many things. He's going into a recycling plant. Yeah. I mean, he's getting chopped up. (laughs) No plastic straws and no plastic toys. And then he'll he'll come back as Chucky. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now it's a horror. Somebody's body will get swirled into plastic. Oh, my goodness. All right. So this is a good transition, though, because we don't know. The end game. Is it the end game for the toys? Uh, We don't know. But it is the end game for the Avengers. At least for the originals. That's right. Oh, my gosh. This trailer dropped. And 268 million views in the first 24 hours. Um, On top of Captain Marvel being the number one movie for the second week in a row. So obviously Disney tweeted, hey, thanks. (laughs) We're pretty badass. Um, You know. It just... 
so excited about that. There is so many theories going on so about this film. I know. Like, but the one that I heard, and we were J Lo and I have been relentlessly talking about this one. Really makes sense to me, though. And so we should say this is a theory. theory. We do not know. This isn't spoilers. We haven't known it. We don't know any. It just makes sense, though. The six original Avengers survived the snap. They're there. They're th- and we all know this is it for them. Supposed that this is it. So this theory has it that there are six stones. Mm-hmm. And this theory has it that each one of the six original Avengers gets a stone. Mm-hmm. And is responsible, therefore, after, the, after the, fixing the snap, to take these stones and become the guardians of these stones to prevent this from ever happening again. Yep. And this is where the time travel goes into. Yeah. Steve decides to take the stone, the time stone, and go back in time to stay with Peggy and play out his life back in the 40s. And Thor gets the cosmic stone. And, like, you know, the mind stone goes to Dr. Stone. And all these, like, the original Avengers yeah. get the stones and take them. And that's how they disappear. And yeah. That's why they're not going to be around. Live the rest of their lives. Mm. Mm. I vote for the lost theory, and they're all in purgatory. (laughs) They they died in a plane crash. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Wow. Yeah. Kidding. They're all on an island. They're all on. Well, Evangeline Lily is there. Uh, Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, she's in this one. You know, the wasp. Uh, But uh, the the exciting part is though, if you've seen the trailer, I mean, the trailer kind of spoiled. The fact that Tony and Nebula make it back off the ship, yeah. clearly, because they're walking in the hangar yeah. with the rest of them. They're in the Quantum Realm suits. Mm-hmm. We know they go into the Quantum yeah. Realm, at least some of them. Some. So we know time travel is definitely going to be a part of it, yeah. because they have mentioned time and time again that Quantum Realm will be the time travel portal. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> so we see a little crazy. hint of maybe Hawkeye's daughter. Yeah, maybe. You know? I don't, so we, yeah. can, we don't know. Is that his daughter? <laughs> is it know. not his daughter? Now I'm hearing rumors that Catherine Lankford, who everybody thought was going to play Hawkeye's future successor, could be in the future because we know they're time traveling mm. pepper and tony's kid whoa oh. didn't think about that yeah Damn. yeah that's the latest out oh, there is that she's potentially a start kid mic drop uh, i just yeah. can't wait to find out what who's right you know what i mean i yeah. just can't Seriously. wait to find out like which theories are true and which one ones thing are not. is certain though they have made it perfectly clear again the writer came out with another article this time and he said i want people to understand yeah that we call it a cinematic universe for a reason. It's all connected. That's been our line since the beginning. It's all connected. And he said, so you can't just go reboot things once this is over. He said, you need to understand, (laughs) like, deaths are real. What happens in this final movie, if someone is dead, they are dead. You need to brace yourselves for the fact that after this movie, it will never be the same again. We can't go back. We're not going back. So if one of your favorites dies... They are dead. Yeah. And and so they, they wanted to make that perfectly clear. And then Feige said, listen, this is it. The first three phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe were the infinity phase. Mm-hmm. It's over. It's done. Yeah. We're moving on. And this is the three hours. They are still holding strong. It's <laughs> yeah. a three-hour movie. Yeah. They insist you will need tissues because it is going to break you in every way possible, they say. And the only thing Feige said is that Captain Marvel is indeed now the leader of the cinematic universe after this film, taking it forward, and that there are many, many, many big announcements Mm. to come Hmm. once Endgame is out. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, at the Disney D23 Expo, he said... You're gonna you're gonna hear some shit. shit. And I'm like so excited. Yeah. Cause as we know, 
They got the Fantastic yep, Four back. So I'm just thinking. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I still think. I still think the end of this movie we're seeing something Fantastic mm-hmm. yeah. Four related. I'm, I'm, I'm betting on Quicksilver. Just a whoosh. Quicksilver or Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. I mean. there you that's go. what I mean. Yeah. No, I think you're. I think you're right. Because like again, that could have been something CGI'd real quick. Yeah. Boom, exactly. Nothing. You didn't have to cast anybody for exactly. it. I mean, it could just the very hint of Galactus or Silver Surfer. I think would be enough to send the fanboys crazy. Yeah. It'll send me crazy. Just be honest about it. Three hours, though. I think they should build in an intermission. Like a, they talked about it. Break it was in the actually middle. one cut that the Russo brothers had that would have had to have had an intermission because it was like. Three hours and forty minutes long, oh, but they fuck. finally they've they've attempted to cut it these last three times, and every time they cannot get it under three hours. I mean, and that's understandable because I'm sure there's a lot going on, and sometimes it's just how it is. But you might need to build an intermission break. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay a with body that, break, and then just come back and like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just this movie though. <laughs> no drinks when you go to see this movie, guys. Yeah, yeah no soda. Before because like, yeah, that's another thing. Foggy kind of hinted at is if you get up, you're going to miss something. Oh, yeah, like, there is so much happening in these three hours. Hours, you will miss something yeah. if you get up. So, like, oh. Mm. Oh. save that big, big gulp for later. Seriously, <laughs> the big gulp, the big gulp. Oh my goodness! Wow, well, great industry news. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anytime you end it with Endgame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're in like, the Endgame now. Boom! Then we're in the Endgame now. That's right. And they've been hinting since the very beginning. Uh-huh. That's the crazy shit. From yeah. day one, the first day of Iron Man, yeah. they knew what yeah, was where happening. going to happen. So crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we want to talk about the first Iron Man keeping it going, uh, this theory that I saw, like I was talking to you about, is Tony is going to get the gauntlet and undo the snap and lose his left arm. Because apparently in all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, Tony has been favoring his left arm the whole time. He's either had an ice pack on it or in this latest one, um, fighting Thanos it was the arm that was ripped off on the suit. And the first time you ever see him on camera is his left hand holding a glass of scotch. Mm. I don't know. That's pretty out there. That's pretty far it's out, pretty there. out there. Yeah. It is pretty it, out there. I just like hearing different shit like that. Yeah. yeah. You know? it's, it's amazing. I think the fan theories are like some of the most fun stuff about yeah, it. Like, well, I mean, that's, well, like we talked about last time, that's what helped to inspire the whole what if universe. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's really great. It, and it, you know, it allows for creativity, allows for some really cool ideas to get out there that might get noticed. And I liked, I liked the what if idea because of the animation and everything. Yeah. I think that's definitely something we should bring up with Amy when mm-hmm. we talk to her is mm-hmm. animation because J-Lo brought that up and, and Tavia backed it up a couple weeks ago when we were like, it would be easier to bring back Daredevil as a cartoon. Yeah, So we'll exactly. ask about that and see what she says. Definitely, for definitely. Sure. All right, now it is time for our guest segment. We got the one and only Amy Rutberg coming on the show, man. Long awaited, save Daredevil, huge right now. Oh man, cannot wait to have her on the show seriously this one's been this one's been a biggie we've been trying for a while yeah. <laughs> so i'm pretty excited i know the listeners are really excited yeah it's been at least two months <laughs> it's at least two months i mean you know the save daredevil people i kind of exploded after jeff and royce were on the show yeah so uh amy's gonna be a lot of fun plus she's right down the street new orleans all the time she films uh ncis new orleans so she's real familiar with the area so we'll ask her all about that this yeah. one could be a fun one it really is and plus we have some questions from the save daredevil campaign so yeah. that's gonna be a lot of fun to ask her those here she is. Amy Rutberg, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. How are you today? Hi, guys. Hey. Oh, you're great. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm in uh, New York City. It's cold as always. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm already jealous because it's like hot and muggy here, and we've already hit summer down Basically. here in the south. So. Oh, man. I yeah. would take hot and muggy. I'll trade it you in a heartbeat. <laughs> See, I'm from... I'm in an... 
Yeah, I'm from New York, and so I, it's the one thing that I haven't acclimated to down here in the South is the heat. We'll never be okay with it. So, yeah, I would trade places with you in a heartbeat. <laughs> I remember getting off the uh, plane in July when I was filming in New Orleans in July, and I just remember, like, being hit with this, like, sauna heat. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was like... Holy cat on a hot tin roof. Yeah, it was right. Yeah. You you literally feel the weight of the humidity. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's so different no, because sure. you're from Los Angeles and so you're used to, you know, sunny and, and, and comfortable, but boy, the humidity here, you just I don't think you can ever get used to the humidity here. It in takes the Gulf it to South. a whole nother level. Yeah, it really oh, does. You guys are making me jealous. I can't like <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. Oh, <laughs> so we have to th- we have to let you know that we have a huge block of Daredevil fans and they are extremely excited that you are on the show today. So oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love the Daredevil fans. They're just the greatest fans. I've, uh, I'm so, um, yeah, I just love them. Yeah, and we've got, we've got a couple of questions from them that they, they asked us to ask you, so we'll be getting into that. But we also have a lot right. of listeners that are kind of new to who you are and, and new to the show. So what we like to do is kind of open up with a little bit about your background. And um, so... I guess, how did you get started in the industry? Is it something that you always wanted to do, acting, or did you kind of fall into it? Or what's your background about how you got started? You know, I was one of those kids that, if you met me, it was very clear I was going to go into the dramatic arts in some way. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. I was just... um, I was just a fearless kid that any opportunity to talk in front of people, sing in front of people, Mm -hmm. I would take it. I remember, um, like... My mother took me to SeaWorld once. I actually tweeted about this recently. My mother took me to SeaWorld, and it was like the Shamu show. Um, and I was picked as like the kid audience, like volunteer. I, think, I was probably like six or seven. Right. And, uh, you know, they you, they come up, and then they you, know, you go down there, and they say like, uh, you know, you I don't know what you have to do, to like raise your hand, and it makes the dolphins jump or something like that, right? Oh, yeah, yep. And then the guy at the end, he made a joke. He's like, all right. So this is like after you met the killer whale, right? And he was like, all right, so go ahead and jump on in. And I literally just started to jump in to the water. I was like, okay, that's what the audience wants. And they were, do- they were like, I mean, they stopped me. And they were laughing so hard. They were like, nobody has ever done that. And then, of course, um, I just figured I was such a good volunteer that they'd want me for every show. So we didn't see anything else at SeaWorld. I just made my mother, like, repeat that show over and over and over again, <laughs> hoping to get picked again. And, of course, I didn't get picked again because, you know, you don't do that. You no, no, yeah. an opportunity. But, uh, yeah, so I think pretty early on it was clear that uh, that was that was in the cards. Yeah. <laughs> That's fa- my favorite line in there is, like, it's what the audience wants. Exactly. I have to it's jump in the, the water. Look at that reaction. Stand, Mom. <laughs> Yeah, oh my exactly. gosh, that's great. Now, your mom actually was in the industry a little bit, too. I know, I doing our research, I know that she was a model, but she also worked for Universal for a little while, right? Yeah, where did you get that? Did I say that somewhere? <laughs> We're good at our research, Amy. We're very good at wow. our research. That's super impressive. Yeah, my mom was a, um, she, yeah, she was a model, and then uh, after college, she, um, she went to go work in PR, and she actually did... She's like one of the heads of publicity for Universal for a while, like before I was born. Um, but she did the Universal Amphitheater, so she handled like all the shows and the bands that came to uh, to Universal at the time. So she's got some crazy stories. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, was it? Did you want to always be involved in film and television, or I, I think we saw that you wanted to do theater? Correct. I mean, you you mentioned I did. singing. I started and as a theater stuff. actress. Yeah, I was doing a lot of theater as a kid. I, I did some commercials and stuff, but as a kid. You know, I was, I was always kind of mature. I was one of those, like, old soul kids. So I remember 
my mom would schlep me to auditions in LA because we lived in the suburb outside LA. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would go in for like, you know, like the 10 year old with like the cereal box. And the casting directors would always be like, your daughter comes off like she's 16 and we really need a 10-year-old. <laughs> so that was like the story of my life for film and television until I hit like 28 and then I sort of like caught up to my age. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, I did a ton of theater. I did national tours and theater in New York and yeah, I, was, I did a lot of theater. That's and awesome. And you should mention you started early, right? Because you were quite the overachiever in school so you were able to get started with the, the theater pretty quick uh, in the teens because you graduated early, right? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I was actually so into theater that um, my parents let me do this crazy thing where I uh, I took started taking college classes when I was like 12 and wow. then long story short, I just ended up taking so much of them and building up enough credits that I graduated from high school and col- and and two years of college. I did like six years of school and two, like two wow. years of college and four years of high school. So I actually transferred to UCLA as a junior when I was uh, when I was fifteen. Um, wow! But yeah, it was all it was it was a lot of theater stuff, and so that I was mean, definitely the peak of my intellectual career. Though, by the way, it's never gotten. <laughs> I mean, you got to give yourself some credit. Your parents let you do something crazy, but you had to be like really, really on it and intelligent, especially for your age, to be able to achieve that. That's not. Easy. I can't imagine trying to do that at 12. Right. That's incredible. Well, that's very sweet of you. I mean, I definitely had tenacity. I would say it was 50% me and 50% crazy parents. Half <laughs> <laughs> my intelligence and half Fair enough, my, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> that's great, 50% crazy parents. And then so, unlike so many, you, you went the opposite way. So many are trying to go out to L.A. You made the jump to New York. And that's what I know. <laughs> and, and how was that going weird. from LA to New York? It had to be a little bit of a culture shock. Well, yeah. I mean, I was so enamored with theater. Mm-hmm. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, there's that New York weather for you. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I, uh, I was so enamored with theater. And I, and when I was about 17, I booked this really cool off Broadway show here that I came and did for a little while. And mm-hmm. then I booked a national tour of a musical. So I was on tour for like a year and then I finished college and then I kind of sat around L.A. for a couple of years, like, going on auditions and playing a lot of poker. Mm-hmm. And then I went, you know what? I think I should go give New York a, a shot because, you know, that's, that's like, really what my calling is, you know, mm-hmm. theater. And then, funny enough, I moved to New York. Um, and then, like, two years later, I was mostly done doing theater and had moved into TV and film, um, which I didn't expect. I kind of always thought that I would just do Broadway musicals. Yeah. Um, but that's not the direction that it went, and I'm I'm grateful. I mean, man, people who do Broadway shows like eight shows a week, yeah. I mean, they are so impressive. But mm-hmm. it's I mean, you're really an athlete, especially like yeah. the musical theater yeah. ones. Um, like to sing at that level, like you, you're, you're a professional athlete. Uh, so this is really the lazier thing to do, <laughs> um, <laughs> being a television actress. But in some way, but it's just as hard in some ways. It's I would say it's you know it's it's up there. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, I definitely like I, I definitely like what I'm doing now. Nice, nice. Well, we saw, well, you brought up uh, playing poker. And now we heard that you became a press professional poker player for a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, we, we use the term professional in <laughs> Like, let me put it this way. There was a period of time where the only income I had was playing poker. Oh. <laughs> I mean, at least so, you got by. I wouldn't necessarily call it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it professional. I, mean, I didn't win any major tournaments. Yeah. Um, you know, but I definitely uh, I definitely spent a lot of time in a poker. So you weren't going head-to-head with Ben Affleck right. in the big tournaments, <laughs> <so I'm> like... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I wouldn't call Ben Affleck a professional poker player. Either. Oh! <laughs> 
you know, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. I've never played in a game with Ben Affleck. I have played in a, in a lot of games with a lot of different celebrities who I will not name, but I have never played with Ben Affleck. Oh, that's I, I just love that. Thing. Yeah, it's that's like, great. He's not Daredevil either. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right? not, <laughs> just a little trash talk little, sprinkled in. Little, oh my goodness, that's fantastic. So let's get into Daredevil. Because, I yeah. mean, it's, first of all, congratulations. Um, it just we were all horribly disappointed when it was canceled. Um, oh, I, I know. Just, it was so groundbreaking. I've been a comic book geek since birth, so uh, I was thrilled to finally see this hit and and hit the way that it did. And it's just a great time to be involved with comic books right now. And the way, to see the transition to screen, the way that it's been happening, is just phenomenal. So congratulations on being involved in that. Now I, I want to ask you though, because uh, when we talked to Royce. You know, he, everybody always talks about Marvel and their and their secrecy and their yeah. clandestine operations and everything. And he told us this great story about basically he showed up to this room like the size of a closet and he wasn't told what he was doing. And he said, just read this. And he got to do it like once. And then he was exited out and said, thanks so much. And then, you know, found out later that, OK, hey, we think you got this. And by the way, it's Daredevil. Was it like that with you? Was it similar like that for everybody that was reading for that show? Or how did that go down for you? Oh, gosh, you know, I've never heard Royce tell that story. You know, my um, my experience was, I guess, similar. I just went to the casting office of the casting director, and, and I, I had auditioned for the casting director before. Um, I got really close on uh, a big role in House of Cards the first season. Mm. Oh, yeah. oh. Uh, yeah, I know. That was a bummer. That was one of the ones that really sucked. <laughs> uh, I know I got to meet David Fincher and, you know, work with him and everything, and I didn't get it. But uh, that happens. That's... That, by the way, most of my acting stories end with, I didn't get it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I went and I read, uh, I read, I didn't know what the project was. I read the scene. I think I only did it once. Um, and then, yeah, like two weeks later, I got a call that, hey, it looks like you're going to possibly book this job. And, oh, by the way, it's Marvel's first show with Netflix. And it's Daredevil. And oh, I was like, nice. the Ben Affleck movie? <laughs> yeah, it's not with Ben Affleck. I hate, to, I hate that Ben Affleck has suddenly become a theme of the, of the podcast. Right. right. <laughs> Poor Ben. Uh, uh, he, but he's probably not listening. I think, we can, I think we're probably, we can probably be pretty safe with that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I was so excited. I was blown away. But, yeah, I didn't get to read any scripts the first season. So I really didn't know what was going on. I, wow. I, I really didn't know what I was doing. I would have to yeah. ask Eldon, like, the plot line. Wow. That's... And like Eldon barely knew, even yeah. though he got to read the script. He just didn't remember. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so that was the, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. They were, they were very secretive. Well, and this kind of leads into one of the questions that we got from, uh, from somebody on Twitter. Because for a lot of people who don't know, Marcy isn't actually in the comic books. It was a character created for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wanted to know if you had a lot of liberty with the, with the role. Did you, were you able to interject a lot into the character? Or was it pretty straightforward, like, this is who we want Marcy to be? Or how much control did you have uh, or input did you have in the character of Marcy? Oh, you know, I, I wouldn't say I had any control or input. Um which is not uncommon, by the way. I, that's not just a Marvel thing. I would say most of the time when you go, you know, unless it's one thing if you're sort of a, a, a one of the stars of the show, like like Deb and Charlie and Eldon. I'm sure they had a lot of input, um, you know. But for for the rest of us, um, we're basically just reading the lines that are on the page. I think Marcy over the years was really tailored to me and sort of tailored to my strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just was one of those like really lovely matches, um, and it was. I, we, we don't do, um, there's, there's no like ad-libbing or anything on, on the show. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we pretty much stick to what's on the page. Like if we if we see something that we have a question about or that we're not really sure about, you know, we, we certainly would bring it up before we would start shooting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, um, but but especially during season three, um, when uh, when we'd have uh, table reads, mm-hmm. um, if something didn't feel right it was very apparent and the writers are so good all three seasons i mean the writers are just amazing yeah. so i can only think of one time that there was a line in the table read and i remember reading it and thinking oh i wish they would change it and i didn't say anything about it and then sure enough when i got to set the line had been cut or changed mm. so like oh, it was wow. just apparent you yeah know? yeah Absolutely. So you yeah. you basically felt like because it seems like it and and I don't know if it's just um, because of the match or just because of your skill or probably both but it seems like you felt very comfortable in the role of Marcy did it feel like that to you did it seem like a very natural fit for you It always did yeah it was sort of um yeah it, it really was a natural fit for me just it, it's just sort of you know that Marcy's such about the essence and such about the attitude and and I think that that's just something I sort of naturally bring to the work mm-hmm. um unfortunately there was a scene in episode two which would have which was actually my favorite marcy uh foggy scene which now that i guess you know we've been canceled i guess it's not i guess i can talk about it. but there was this great scene between the two of us mm-hmm. um that sort of established our relationship for season three and they cut it oh. uh which at first i was so bummed about because um, it was one of my favorite scenes that we shot. Right. But then I really thought about it in the context of the show. And first of all, they had so much amazing stuff. I mean, they had mm-hmm. so many good characters. I mean, and I and I kept thinking, I was like, oh, God, if that, that four or five minutes would have taken away. Like, what, what would you have cut right. from that episode, right. you know, and put there instead? And I guess they felt like they probably just didn't need it, like, to establish the really, you know, I guess they just felt like they didn't need it or, you know, who knows. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, other than that, everything we shot always aired. You know, and lines were never cut. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes, I shouldn't even say often, like most of the time when you do a TV show, what you're shooting is vastly different than what ends up appearing on absolutely. the screen. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I got to yeah. say, I loved the progression between Marcy and Foggy. Yeah. I think oh, you yeah. and Eldon had such a chemistry. Seriously. And I'm really bummed because I was kind of hoping that we were going to see it go even further in season four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, clearly I by the really, end of season I was really, really hoping for that. I know, I know. And I think I think we would. I mean, it's just, just my opinion, but we. I think we would have. I mean, there's really two directions to go with Marcy and yeah. Foggy, which is either they get married or she, or she dies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no. One of those two major things I think would have happened. Hell yeah. yeah. I just love how, yeah, the, the first, like the whole foggy bear thing and just like how she's totally in control, but she loves him to death. It's yeah. like, you're going to do what I want you to do, but I love you to death. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it, yeah. it was just like, yeah, it just, I thought their relationship and the chemistry was fantastic. And yeah. also, oh, e- even you, more guys. than that, like, I just really enjoyed the, the character depth in Marcy's. She seems like a very surface person. And then it really showed at the end of season one when she was so instrumental in the whole you know the break the what what's the word i'm trying to, the bust the whole bust of all the criminals and everything yeah. like that it really showed you know just a whole nother level of her and i that's when i really started to really enjoy the character of marcy I was like okay there's a lot more going on here mm-hmm. that behind that totally. tough exterior yeah and i just yeah, i thought it was such a good character very, uh, very three-dimensional right yeah, yes exactly yeah i loved it to your credit i think i, th- yeah, I think that's vastly uh, uh due to your skill and your interpretation of the character without doubt um oh, also the writing but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, i'll take the compliment she says 50 50 right 50 50 really easy when the writing is good oh absolutely yeah. and we're gonna get into your your skill in a little bit here with i want to talk about law and order svu in a little bit but uh, i think we got another question from twitter yeah we do uh, a fan asked if season four were to happen what character would you like to have more scenes with other than foggy 
Oh, gosh. Um, That's a tough well, one, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess my life dream, would I would love to have a scene with Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, if we're, yeah. Just, I mean, if we're yeah. just playing this hypothetical game, then, yeah. like, you know, for, yeah, forget it. I could say whoever I want, right? Exactly. So, I guess Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, I think, um, I, you know, I got to work with Deb a little bit in season one in, in our first scene, and then, and then um, you know, Deb's a good friend of mine, so I, I would always have enjoyed, like, a Karen Mar. I think Karen and Marcy in season four, I mean, mm. if I were writing it, I think they would have been friends. Yeah, like I can see friends. that. They, they sort of insinuated that. Yeah. Um, I think this season that that was happening. Yeah. But I think it would have been nice to show like a strong alliance between the two of them. And Absolutely. Karen needs a girlfriend too. She needs a, a gal pal yeah. to like right? deal with all this yeah. stuff with. I just imagine like Marcy always trying to take her like shopping or whatever. Right. Yeah. Her, like, her eyes, and then suddenly it's a totally different show. Oh, but that'd be great. Like, you know? Exactly. Well, there's a couple of yeah. ideas. Here's a here's a cut. one. I think I thought a music episode would have been brilliant oh my goodness oh, right. now that we know your musical background how awesome would have that been I could just totally see that go down oh man and two that's, that's super fantasy yeah right <laughs> and two and doing our research we saw this great clip with you actually talking about Vincent and Halloween yeah and you know Kingpin has a kid so I would it was just, like the first time y'all met or something yeah so further down right. the line Marcy and Foggy show up at Kingpin and Vanessa's door right with the sun, and you're in your full suit I love it <laughs> we're all friends. It's a dream sequence. It's just what it's like. It's like in season three when they did one episode that was all Deb's backstory. We'll just have yes. one episode that's a whole dream sequence. Absolutely, yes. it'd be brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, hilarious. it would be funny. So let's well, talk about the Save Daredevil campaign because, as you mentioned at the top, the, the Daredevil fans are just, I mean, top notch. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they started this online campaign that's just taken off massively worldwide. Uh, and, and the, I mean, all of you guys have been wonderful because you all have gotten behind it uh, and signed on to it and made appearances for it and everything. Um, how, how, how incredible is that? What, the, what does that feel like as an actor? To be involved in a project where people are so connected and so involved with it that they would make this movement to try to save it. I'm, I'm just beyond touched. I mean, it really, it really, um, you know, it was so sad and so shocking when the show got canceled. Um, and so to have this just like outpour, this outpour of affection from the fans, um, I mean, it really just it made the process so much better mm-hmm. and so much easier. And I'm just so grateful. I mean, the, 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 the people who love Daredevil and the Save Daredevil and, and, and everyone who's, who, 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 who tweets at me, who comments on my Instagram page, like, I mean, I, I just, I really think I will never have another experience like this in my career. I mean, you know, I'm knocking on wood. It would be great to have another one. But um, I just, I'm, I'm very aware of how lucky uh, we are to you know, to have had this sort of connection with the fans. Yeah, it really seems like the whole group of the Daredevil cast and behind the scenes are just like a tight-knit family almost. So it's really cool to hear you guys talk about that and especially reach out to the fans and interact with them too. Well, we were, and you know, I mean, Daredevil was part of this sort of Marvel um, family, but also, you know, we we did three seasons over like five years. I mean, mm. it's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, if you're you're right. Um, everyone really, really liked each other. Everyone was friendly and close. I mean, there was no. I mean, it's just a nice group of people. There's no attitudes. There's no like 
stories from behind the scenes of like so and so, blah blah blah. Like that right. doesn't exist on the show. Just, right. Wow. You know. Well, and yeah. we were talking about as well if Daredevil was to come back in another form on Hulu. We were talking about maybe as an animated series, try to get all you guys to voice your char- characters as an anime series, but. I was also thinking that you guys looked like such a tight-knit group, so would you be open to coming back for at least voicing some characters? I would be open to anything having to do with Daredevil. Nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you just go ahead, and su- you go ahead and suggest it, and I will say yes. Awesome. As long as it's legal. Yeah. We'll be sure to tell everybody. That's right. Now, that brings <laughs> yeah. up another question, though. We saw that uh, Eric Olson, uh, showrunner, just signed a new deal with Amazon. Uh, for two yeah. years. I mean, uh, would you guys... Uh, so, well, we know your answer now, but uh, uh, how do you guys feel about moving forward if Disney and Marvel were able to get around this whole thing with Netflix and allow you guys to continue um, without Eric? I mean, how do you guys feel about that? We, I mean, are, are you okay coming back with another showrunner? Or? You know, it's just... It's hard to imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so many moving pieces that go into... Uh, you know, reviving a show. I mean, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. It's not like, like you, we've heard these stories about these like network shows mm-hmm. that get canceled, right? And then, I mean, I can't think of the name of the shows off the top of my head, but then like um, somebody comes in and picks it up right away mm-hmm. or the, the, the network changes their mind and they bring it back, right? Um, you know, because of fan outpouring. Um, but I think this situation is just complicated because, you know, Netflix didn't cancel it at least I don't think from everything I've read, and, and I don't I don't really know anything that you guys don't know to mm-hmm, be honest. Mm-hmm. So, so but I, I did. You, there was a Forbes article that said um, that Daredevil was something like the fourth most watched show on Netflix. Right, I believe that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was either the fourth or the fifth. But if that's true, like let's let's just go ahead and say that's true, yeah. right? Like that's not why they canceled the show. It no. wasn't because of lack of. Um, you know, viewers. Right. right. Yeah. So, um, and I do, and I do know that like we've heard, you know, that they, that they do uh, like have rights to the property for a while. Mm-hmm. I, have you, had you guys heard that too? Right. Yeah. yeah for like two, two years, years yeah. that they can't appear anywhere else for two years. Yeah. We've heard that. Yeah. I don't know the details and I don't know the time span, but, but yes, I have heard something along the lines of that. Um, so the, the idea that if it were to happen, that everyone involved would be available after that period of time. It would be rough. You know, it's probably just not realistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, in, so to answer your first question, Eric Olson's amazing. He is, like, as far as I'm concerned, he's just a writing god. And I am so excited to see what he does next. Um, but, you know, if... Uh, I think that... Everyone is totally would be totally open, you know. If if Daredevil has a life somewhere else, I think yeah. people would be open if they're available. And you know, you just got to roll with the punches if somebody's not. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know what that will look like, or Absolutely. if it, right. you well, know, like who knows. That's you know. kind of where an animated option would be better in some ways, you know, is that, I mean, it's kind of easier to work around schedules with voice acting than, you know, more so yeah. than right. in person. So This is the first that I've, I've heard of that idea, but um, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, you, you brought up, and we talk about it a lot in our industry news section, I, I feel like it's unfortunate for people like yourself and the people involved with the show and, and even behind the scenes and below the line with the crew and, and stuff yeah. that... that 
It see it would appear that Netflix made the decision because of Disney getting ready to ramp up and start their own streaming service, and it seems to be more along the lines of a of a business decision, you know, in response to another company's. And that's so unfortunate for the people like yourself that are involved in this project, right. who, who really aren't involved with any of that, exactly. and you're just enjoying a good run and a good show, and the fans are enjoying it and watching it. So to have it kind of end the way it did, it, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. It's sad. I mean, we were shocked. I mean, even even after Luke Luke and Iron Fist got um, canceled, mm-hmm. there was still no doubt in my mind that Daredevil would go on to a season four. Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah. And then after Daredevil got canceled, I don't think any of us were surprised that you know Jessica and Punisher got yeah um, canceled. But um, yeah, you know this this whole. Um, Marriage between Netflix and Marvel has employed so many people in New York over the past five years. Oh, and absolutely. I can't even tell you, like, it's been so amazing for production. So, yeah, it's sad all around. And, and you know, I, I don't know if we'll ever know the full story of what happened, right. um, of why Netflix did. Maybe it was because of the Disney streaming service. Maybe it was just too expensive. You know, this was one of the first deals they made, um, you know, for shows. I mean, because Daredevil was, was, like, early on in Netflix. Yeah, and, sure was. You know, short history of, uh, you know, their, their short history of their kingdom. Yeah. And, um... So, you know, maybe it was a money thing. Like, I just, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. that's, 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 that's an excellent point, point though. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you bring up New York, because you have been, you, you have done a lot of uh, New York productions as well. Uh, Law and yeah. Order, The Good Wife, uh, so, much, so much of the stuff that's, that, that's shot in that area. Um, I want to bring up uh, the SVU appearance uh, that you recently did. I just thought it was absolutely phenomenal. I think one of the hardest things for an actor to do is act without saying anything. And I like 75% of your uh, performance there, you didn't say a word until you got on the stand, you know, three quarters of the way through the show. And uh, it was all physical. It was the, the looks on your face or the, or the movement of your body. And I just thought it was absolutely phenomenal the way you pulled that off. Well done. Oh, Dustin, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah, you know, that was a really... Uh, so... You know, like you said, I have done so many shows in New York, and, um, you know, Law and Order has been around 20 years, right? Right. So when I first came to New York as a young child, <laughs> I remember taking meetings with the casting director um, and, like, reading for, you know, like, kind of small parts on the show and, you know, not getting them, like, not even getting past casting. And then, you know, all these years later, I mean, that wasn't 20 years ago, but that was, like, let's say 15 years ago, right? Right. Um and then um, all these years later, you know, they just called and, and offered me this part. Um, and so it was really neat to see sort of like what's happened, you know, because I've done so many other shows, I'm at the point where, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you, you just get offered stuff. Um, and I was so excited to do it. And they were like, listen, it's, you know, just so you know, it's only like this kind of one scene where you speak, but you're really like, they were like talking me into doing it. Right. And I'm like, guys. Guys, you had me at hello. It's okay. <laughs> like, like, I want to do it. I want to go work with Mariska. Like, it's cool. Paul yeah. Mouth, oh, yeah. Playing, the, playing my lawyer, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, it was a really, that was a, a really interesting process. Oh, yeah. And, a, well, and a, like a unique episode for the show. It's like totally different from what they normally do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To see them down in the in, in the recess area of the court just going at each other and like say, yeah, really different. Uh, I know. So, it was like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? It was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
that's a great was, explanation. Yeah, that's it was quite the it was quite it was quite the night of television. I thought. Oh, yeah. I, I thought so. I've been a fan since the get go with Law and Order. So yeah, it, it was fun oh, to it was see. Great. Fun to see. So yeah. we definitely want to talk about NCIS New Orleans because, uh, like I said, we're right outside of New Orleans. I spent uh, the majority of my life in New Orleans, so real familiar with the area. Um, and I, I was I was doing our research. I saw you. You seem to be a pretty big fan of Nola. Oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it down there. How could you not be? Exactly right. It, it's just the yeah. most unique city I think I've ever been in. Honestly, it is. It's amazing. It's great to visit. That set is just the nicest people in show business. Um, so for me, that's like a dream job. I mean, when they when they call me and ask me to come back for season uh, five. I was like over the moon. Yeah. I was just yeah. yeah I just get to eat. I get to I get to act. I get to wear pretty clothes. I mean, I'm just in heaven. Yeah, yeah so so that's the best job ever. I've got to I've got to bring it up because you know yeah I have to know what's your favorite New Orleans cuisine because yeah the food is to die for down there. So what what's your favorite New Orleans meal? So I love fish, um, mm. and so I'm, I always go to places with great seafood, like, you know, like passion, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm into seafood, but my favorite, I actually do have a, a favorite dish and it's at, uh, it's at Emerald. It's the stuffed oysters at Emerald oh, yeah. and the barbecue <laughs> shrimp at Emerald. Mm. So every time I'm down there, I try to make one. So I, I remember going there with a group of people and having it and like, you know, how you have appetizers in a group of people and you, and you have like one bite or one oyster mm. and you're like, yeah. Oh my God, this is amazing. Then the next trip I went back by myself, like I just decided to go sit at the bar at Emerald and order those two things. <laughs> Yeah, they're so rich. Like, you're not meant to eat the whole thing by yourself. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I have such a stomach. I mean, nothing to do with, like, the quality of the food, but just, like, the richness. Yeah. So right. I learned my lesson. Only go to Emeralds with, you know, another person. <laughs> well, That's you know, so I'm going to keep yeah. that in mind. I'm actually going next month I turn 30, oh, uh, which oh I'm struggling God, with. Baby. <laughs> oh, and, congratulations. Uh, um, so I'm going to go to, and spend just, like, one night in New Orleans and go to the Audubon and Sectarian and all that. And uh, I was actually trying to think think of places to go eat and that's a really great idea i love shrimp and fish too so i'm gonna keep that in mind i might just have to take a amy rutberg recommendation right. there and, <laughs> oh, and go yeah, have I love, I mean, but there's so many good restaurants i, mean, I it's, know it's never ending that's oh. why never it's so ending. hard that's why i've been struggling with it it's so tough but that's a really good recommendation i'm gonna keep that in mind so were you scared of well, the... happy birthday oh thank you <laughs> were you scared of the mud bugs and crawfish or or did you just jump right into that Nah, I just jump right in. There you go. I live in New York. It's hard to scare me. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we, have like, we have like mice and rats. <laughs> like, <laughs> Good, point. Like Good point. Good so, point. I was in South Africa over the holidays with my family and we're in Cape Town, which is like this beautiful city. And I remember we walked into a restaurant like with a group of people to get some dessert. And one of the women we were with like was looking up on the wall and there were like, I don't know if they were like cockroaches, some sort of bugs that were on Ugh. the wall. And she's like... You guys, we have to leave. We can't stay here. Look, <laughs> you know, there's like cockroaches. And my husband and I looked at each other. And we're like, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That is so funny. That is so funny. So, what do you have coming up? What 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 can we expect to see from you in the future? If you're allowed to talk about anything, I know how that goes. By the way, I also saw a really great yeah. quote from you, which I thought it, oh. it's kind of a trend uh, amongst a lot of our, our guests that we have on. But I just I think it really sticks out. I loved how you said that 
acting is only 20% of your job. The rest of it is like auditioning or, you know, I, I just thought that was a really good quote. Cause we, we hear that a lot, you know, that, that, and you said it in, in this interview, really, that, yeah. that most of the time it ends with not getting it. Yeah. Professional and, um, auditioners. Yeah. Yes. It's true. It's true. Yeah. 20% of it is actually acting and the rest of it is, the rest of it is, yeah, it's auditioning. It's mm-hmm. hustling. Yeah. yeah. And being persistent and, and not giving up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So what can we expect? Uh, what do you have coming up in the future? Well, you know, um, I'm going back to New Orleans. I don't think I can officially say that what I'm doing in New Orleans, but I guess it's fairly obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be spending April in New Orleans. Um, yeah. And uh, then after that, I don't know. You know, with our acting, you know, with, the, with these jobs, we don't really know too far in advance what's yeah. happening. Like, I literally um, was just uh, auditioning for something that would be like, and by the way, I have, you know, this is, I, I, I just auditioned for something that would like start filming like the day after tomorrow. Oh. And like yesterday I didn't have that audition and today I did. And so like, you know, by tomorrow my plans could like totally change. Right. Wow. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, but, but I do know I'm go- I'm going to be in New Orleans in uh, April, which I'm really looking forward to. So a certain of a uh, angel of death return, maybe wink, wink. I don't know. I didn't say that, you know, maybe no, we're going no, to do another not. show that shoots, you know, claws shoots in New Orleans. That's true. And, um, uh, preacher. Preacher, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Preacher, and uh, what's the one based on the scary movies where you get to kill someone one day a year? <laughs> oh, oh, the purge. Uh, the the purge. purge. The yeah. purge shoots there. So, you know, I could be doing any of those shows. You sure could be. Any of them. You sure could be. I, totally could. I yeah. would love to see you on any of those shows. That'd be pretty awesome. Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> Cloak and hey, Dagger. You know oh, my Me gosh. Too. Yeah, <laughs> Marcy should show up on Cloak and Dagger. Logan, well, yeah, I, I love that idea. <laughs> they don't do that very often, do they? They don't. You don't. You, once you're like in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you just play that part, right? Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. But hey, I know. lawyers travel, right? I mean, you could come down and investigate something in New Orleans. I totally see that. I, mean, <laughs> I feel like they should use like there's no, because I'm not in the comics. Like, there's no reason not to use Marcy in another franchise. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Exactly. Let, let's start that yeah. campaign, okay? We'll figure yeah. out a hashtag. We'll get it let's started. Do the same. Marcy, <laughs> save Marcy, save Marcy, Marcy and Noah. Eric Olsen has a fancy new job. Let's just do save Marcy. <laughs> That's right. Let's just make it Marcy everywhere. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so, well, how we like to usually end up the show uh, is to, we have a lot of people that are uh, listening that are trying to get into the industry or maybe have aspirations of getting into the industry. So we always like to ask our guests, what advice would you give to someone who's trying to become an actor in the industry or, or theater um, and maybe some pitfalls that they should maybe look out for or avoid trying to get into? Oh, I love this topic. So I'll, I'll just give you a couple things that in no particular order as they come to my head. Um, studying, uh, having an acting technique is always helpful. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're like a young person, um, use any opportunity you can to act, to learn how to be a better actor, to take acting classes, all that stuff. But I think that the most valuable thing that you could be doing as somebody who wants to be getting into the entertainment industry, whether it's acting or directing or writing, is creating your own content. I can't stress that enough. It's the golden age of television. People need content. Meet other people who are who, who will collaborate with you. Like if you're an actor and you're like a little bit funny, like go hook up with a writer who's a lot funny and write exactly. <laughs> and, nice. And it's so easy to do now with the. I mean, with the iPhones, the capability yes. now that you have to create your yes. own content. Yeah, that's and, great. And advice. I mean to yes. introduce yourself don't, to other don't actors. Don't do it the traditional way that I did, which is just going on audition after audition after audition. Create your own content. Exactly. Exactly. And it's so easy yeah. to find other actors in your area. I mean, with social media nowadays. Yes. 
That's true. Yes, yeah. I, absolutely. So that's my, um, and, 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 you know, if things are slow or things aren't happening, like just keep writing. Exactly. Do things that you're in control of. You're in control of, of your computer and mm-hmm. your hands and your brain. Yep. You know? Wow, that's I love that. really yeah, great advice. That is great <laughs> advice. And you are active. I, I will say you're very active on social media. Yeah. Uh, very active with the fans and very active yourself just posting and sharing. You do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, so it is a great tool. I mean, like Logan said, it is a great tool these days to, to get yourself out there. Oh, yeah. And I say, and also, yeah, that, that's another piece of advice, too. You know, I think um, social media has just become so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, try to recognize your brand, like, early on. Um, yeah. you know, like what is it that you give that nobody else gives? And then, you know, sort of try to do your, your socials and, and practice it that way. Yeah. You know, that's, a, um, yeah. I love that. I do yeah. too. Well, I think the key word is their brand. Exactly. You have yeah. to realize that if you're going to try to get into this industry, you be it brand an actor yourself. Or director, you are a brand. Yeah. Exactly. So totally, totally yeah. great advice. Totally. Great advice. So, okay, well, let's tell everybody where they can find you. You, Like we said, you are very active, and you are on Instagram and Twitter. So tell everybody the handles that they can find you at. Yeah, I'm on, at Amy Rutberg on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, and I read everything that, that you guys post on my page. So uh, if, you, if you comment, I read it. Um, and so, yeah, definitely give me a shout. It's awesome. And um, I'll continue to post on other projects. And I'm always digging up old, old Daredevil photos. So you never know <laughs> nice. when like, a always. new one's going to come out. Always. That's I'm awesome. always doing that. I, I definitely keep some in the vault, like, you know, to just like, you know, to, to give definitely. out. But, um, but yeah, uh, you guys are such a delight. Like, really, you guys are so sweet. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate the research you did on me. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Really, that's like that's really heartwarming, and um, I, I really, really appreciate it. And I, and I appreciate you guys reaching out to the Save Daredevil fans, and you know, um, you know, they should just know. Like, obviously, I don't know anything that's I don't I don't have any more information than everyone else does, but I do know, and I, I've said this before. Like, your voice matters. Like the Absolutely. social media stuff, posting it does not go unnoticed. That I know for sure. Yes. Well, yeah. and kudos to you and the entire cast, honestly, because you guys do such a wonderful job of interacting with your fans, yeah. which is why I think the fan base is the way it is for you all. Um, and, I, you know, unfortunately these days you don't see a lot of people do that. So the fact that you guys take the time to do that, and as you said, you guys actually read everything and you interact with your fans, and that's just a wonderful thing to see. And, and so kudos to you for that. Yeah. Oh, and just one more plug, you know, um, speaking of Daredevil, because I just happened to see it two nights ago. I don't know if you guys have watched, I don't know if, guys, if you guys are into D&D or if any of your um, listeners are into D&D, but Deb's show that she created, The yes. Relics and Rarities, it's really cool. Yeah, are you going to learn it? No, well, no, they already filmed it, um, uh-huh. and my... My Dungeons and Dragons skills are are very um, novice. Um, I've just played with Deb and like our little Daredevil group a few times, uh-huh. but it was so fascinating to see her in her element and to see her doing her thing with people who are really good at it. Yeah. It was like really cool. Oh yeah, wow. the, the Kevin Smith episode is is fantastic. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really it's really worth a watch if you're even remotely interested in D anD D or if you just like Deborah and Wall. And who doesn't fall into one of those two categories? Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At least one or the other. It's like a Venn diagram. You know. <laughs> right? You can't tell Amy's mom was in PR at all, can you? (laughs) I think some of that rubbed off a little bit. (laughs) Well, and listen, just thank you so much. We appreciate all the kind words you had for us. But listen, we we are so appreciative that you came on the show and uh, spent some time talking to us. And we were really excited about it. And you delivered. You have just been an absolute gem to talk to today. Uh, For sure. You guys are sweet. And listen, hit me up if you 
you want me to come back in a few months if I've got some other cool projects to talk about or whatever? Feel free to hit me up anytime. Got Absolutely. you. We, we, we would love that. Maybe even do it in person. I mean, you know, since we're so close to New Orleans, who knows how things work out, but we would love to you do that. You never know. And hey, you maybe I'll know. see you next month uh, at Emeralds and we'll, you know, eating some <laughs> fish true. and, and uh, barbecue hey, shrimp. If you see me, David, if you see me next 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 month at Emeralds, you come up to me. I will buy you a drink for your <laughs> oh, There nice. you go. Okay, I will be so on the lookout. We can share this stuff to oysters. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, stay warm since it's cold up there. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, you have a great rest of the week, and we will definitely be in touch soon. Thanks, guys. All the best, really. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Man, I think, <laughs> so I, yeah, I think that goes in the list of, like, Sam Medina, of, like, James Chin, like, some oh, fun just, interviews. She, yeah, yeah. Well, she's just, like, a hoot, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, seriously. Just, like, Oh my god! I, I don't even know what to say. She's she's just I know. she was plugging all the shows. She uh-huh. was she was getting. I she's mean, on just, it. She and I'm gonna have to check out that D and D thing because yeah. my yeah. Kevin Smith actually likes D and D. Oh really? Well. Oh, you oh, got, then you so watch he the show. he just asked me the other day if I would ever be interested in playing D and D, and I was like. I because <laughs> I, I don't know how it, it I seems don't really like know a much lot. about it. Yeah, yeah it, does. it does. It, it seems like a lot. And, um, you I know, mean, there's he, so many sides on the dice. <laughs> there's like eight. Well, he, he was like, what is, I guess it's called, is it the dungeon master? When you yeah, say, uh, so. yeah, he was yeah. like, you can be like the master and you can just kind of say where the story goes. And I'm like, but that sounds like a lot yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds like the hardest role, not the easiest. <laughs> right. Oh, but I'm going to have goodness. to check that out. Hell yeah. Uh, you oh, know yeah. what I really enjoyed about that whole interview though? Just how real she was. She was just like honest. Yeah. That's what I think. That's what I'm going to say. Exactly. And I just, uh, I really appreciate when fans come on or when guests come on and, and share that yeah. honesty yeah. with us. You know, so many times you see they do the normal, this is what I'm right, going to say. Right. They prep you with the, just, I love it when they're honest. Yeah. And I'm going to be looking for her in New Orleans. Hell yeah. <laughs> I bet you will. Oh, yeah. yeah post that picture, yeah. Jamie. Post yeah. the picture. Oh my goodness. Thank you again, Miss Amy Rutberg for coming on the show. Yes. All right, now it is time for our top five segment. Man, this week it is top five music videos, and we have a special guest this week who just dropped her new music video today, March 20th, the day of this recording, the one and only Jamie Stick. Yes, Full Moon. It's Full Moon. Full Moon, her first music video. So, of course, we were going to have her call in and do the top five, yeah. which is favorite music videos. Exactly. I mean, duh. Yep. So this is should, this should be fun. Yep, here she is. Jamie, what's up? Hi! Hi! <laughs> How you doing today? I'm doing. I'm doing really good. Yeah, I bet. anything exciting going on in the world today? <laughs> um, well, I noticed that there's a full moon in the sky. Ah, oh, pretty exciting. We're gonna be talking yeah. about that. We are gonna be talking about. Do you have your list ready though? The top five music videos of all time. I do, but it's very selective to like what I enjoy in music. Well, videos. of course, it's your top. Of five. course. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, I'm wondering if those inspired anything. I guess we'll find out at the end of this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah honestly, we'll, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Jayla, what, what, what do you want to do? Kick it off with the girls, like we always do. Yes, and save our special guest for last. All right, uh, what, Lil Cam? Lil, what you got, Lil Cam? what you got all right uh mine are different from one another like i don't know where i was going all with over these. the map huh? yeah all right, all right so um smells like teen spirit yes mm. nirvana yeah um november rain yeah i know, I know you have that kid. too i love I know. my kid that may or may not be on my list too <laughs> Um, <laughs> River, you know, Eminem and Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I yep. thought that was a really good one. Um, Chasing Pavements by mm. Adele. And then uh, Umbrella by Rihanna. I know that's way different that than the other four. Yeah. I know. <laughs> 
very eclectic list. All right. It's well-rounded. It is well-rounded. What you got, Latte? All right. Well, first, you know, we got to pay some homage to Thriller. I mean, they, that just really redefined what a music video even it's, is. You see, we had this discussion and Tavia's I'm like... I'm glad somebody yeah, said it. Tavia's like, fuck it, I'm brave enough. I'm yeah. still putting Mike on we the list. We were scared. We were scared <laughs> yeah. to put it on oh, the list. Well, <laughs> we, we I were, wasn't... We were like, uh, well, now I take it back. No, 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 no you're good. <laughs> because it is the... I mean, it is the epitome of a music video. Yeah, how seriously. it changed everything. I'm glad it made yeah. history. It, it, did. it really it did. did. Um, so. <laughs> but I just wanted to, to to remark on that one. But my actual like list is um, I'm not sure exactly how to say the band name. Gautier, Gautier. Mm. Uh, but somebody that I used to know, you know, oh, the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really cool yeah. music video. Oh, I really liked the body paint and stuff and how yeah, they blended in the background. Cool. It was just really cool. <laughs> That was really good. Uh, I, I believe J-Lo and uh, Lil' Cam were singing. I, I believe so, too. I heard that. That was good. Um, and then uh, OK Go, Here It Goes Again, the one where they're on treadmills. Yes. That was uh, just so clever. Yeah, and with uh, Jack White. No. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No, J-Lo. <laughs> Uh, it was a, but it was just uh, to me. I loved that it was really simple. It was just like a static camera and then just some really good, well timed choreography. And I just thought that was all it needed, and it was really cool. Um, Johnny Cash, Hurt. Oh, um, that was on my list, and I took it off because I knew somebody was going to have it. That's God, great. that one makes me tear up every Seriously, time. His voice time. and the imagery and the fact that it was right after June died too. I think yeah. right, yep. and it was just like ugh. Um, Foo Fighters Learn to Fly. Mm. That's such a great music video. I love that one. And then I had to put it on here. Beyonce Single Lady. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> I gotta say. Yeah. Beyonce on. had one of the best music videos of all time. And again, yeah. the simplicity of, of like how it was done, but the the um, like the great choreography and the yeah. great imagery. That's what it like I, I don't know. I just I'm really drawn to that when you can have like a really simple like premise but it's really well done absolutely i love that agreed agreed well uh mine mine's pretty eclectic as well i have a new one that just came out j cole's middle child pretty good it's pretty good uh cleaning out my closet by eminem love that one with the rain and like him shoveling the grave it's intense Mm -hmm. um ushers yeah now i put that one on there is because that's my first (laughs) music video i ever remember watching oh really? Uh, yeah and i love it because of that um, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Yes. And In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Gotta have that one. Gotta have... See, now, I took a couple off my list because I knew they'd be on other lists. Yeah. And so that was one of them, Sabotage, obviously. Um, but I couldn't get... I couldn't... Yeah, I, I'm not taking November that. Rain off him. I'm sorry. I, I'm keeping it. And we'll just both have it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So mine, uh, pretty eclectic also, I guess. Uh, November Rain, Guns N' Roses. I have Bat Dance from Prince. Because, yeah. I mean, shit, it was so freaking epic with half Prince, half Batman, half, like, I'm sorry, Crying from Aerosmith, which introduced mm. the world oh, yeah. to Alicia Silverstone. Yep. That's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, Stan from Eminem. Mm-hmm. And Take On Me from AHA. So good. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, that was so just the drawing yeah, the, the whole, drawing I mean, the whole just, time. Yeah, it was epic. And it's been parodied so many times it now. It really it's great. has. Yeah. <laughs> but that's when you know it's good, right? Right. Because it's, yeah. so it's that much memorable. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guest of honor, Miss Steck, what do you got? <laughs> What's your five? All right. Well, my five um, are going to be, uh, the first one I have is the Honestly For You by Britney Spears music video. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was 
definitely when she kind of branched out of her like bubblegum pop stage and really brought in like a grown, uh, like a sensual vibe while keeping it very Britney. And the choreography is epic. Yeah, that's true. That one I really enjoy. Um, the Lady Marmalade with Christina Aguilera. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think. I really enjoyed that one because I love the burlesque look. Um, I'm really big into colors of the music video. And it's for, like, strong women, like, singing together. You know, it really wasn't about one outshining the other. It was just a kind of, like, girl empowerment, which I really enjoyed. Absolutely. Yeah. I really enjoyed, too, um, the next two are both Pussycat Doll uh, videos. The first one is Buttons. Oh, yeah. Have of them dancing in the fire and the lights and it's it's kind of a simpler um look of the video but it's all about them and like strutting their stuff and and being empowering and so i i could watch that all day long yeah um the other one i really enjoyed is the when i grow up video from the pussycat dolls because of just the amount of color and i'm really big into choreography and just having just like the show-stopping cinema and music videos. And, and that's one that I really, really enjoy to watch. And then my last one um, heavily inspired the video that I did. And that's Stronger by Britney Spears, the infamous chair dance. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, room. So, yeah, those are definitely videos that I could watch. And I could give a little shout out to the circus video by Britney, too, because that was really her comeback video. And she just she slays no matter what. <laughs> I, th- I think somebody likes Britney. I, th- I think so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she likes Britney. Now, hmm, I heard somewhere in there the video that you did. Huh. So we should say, we should say, if you're not aware, Jamie has released her first music video today, yep. uh, Full Moon. So that is why she's joining us for the top five, because we want to talk all yep. about. Congratulations, we should say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, huge day yep. for you. Um, this is exciting, because, I mean, you know, everybody kind of knows you act, and that you're a phenomenal actress. And, and, and so music video, though, you, I got I to gotta say, you took us all off guard. We were like, wait, what? Yeah. What is she yeah. doing? She's doing what? Um, this, this is exciting. So let's talk about that. Okay. When, why, and how did you decide to come up with and jump into music and, and, and make a, you know, make a music video? Cause like we said, we know with the whole acting thing, but where'd the music come from? When did you decide to do that? Well, um, it all kind of started where like, I've been into acting my entire life and I just, I enjoyed the performance aspect, whether that's being on stage, whether that's being on film, etc., And wanting to be a singer and put out music and perform my own stuff is something that I've always wanted to do. It's something that I've always strived to do but it's not something that I actively sought out and like trained myself in and sat myself down to learn how to do it it was always kind of a faraway dream Hmm. and then last year I decided this is something that I need to pursue because I want to do it and I want to be professional at it so I just said hey let's just do it let's jump right into it and then after that I started putting together my own stuff and you know after working and working and working and training and learning technique and things like that, um, it finally got to the point where I could do my own song. And I was really inspired by um, the Genie in a Bottle song by Christina Aguilera. Yeah. And how that song takes, you know, it kind of parallels like growing up and, you know, learning about yourself while also kind of mirroring like a genie. And it, it could be literal or um, just kind of tongue in cheek. And so I wanted to do a song I thought about of like a full moon that I could be talking about 
somebody actually changing on a full moon and trying to tell someone about it. Or it could also mean, you know, discovering yourself. And so I wanted to create something like that. And I got together with a really good producer whose name is uh, Benjamin Cohen. And we just, we made this song and it's exactly how I wanted it. And I, I couldn't be any happier with it. Yeah, we should let everybody know you wrote it. You wrote the lyrics. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and okay, that's inspiring to hear the story about how it all came about and mm-hmm. everything. And we were all, when we all listened to it, you know, we kind of we kind of watched it and everything. We were we were impressed with the voice. Yeah, yeah. totally not the voice that we expected to hear. Like that, it, it was. I mean, and we mean that in in a great way, in a good yeah. way. Like when when we hear you talk and we've been talked in. We, obviously, we've seen the acting and, we, and we've worked with you in the past on stuff like that. So when we heard this, like I guess deep tone, rich like, toned, like raspy, a, a low voice, rasp. Yeah. yeah, we were like, whoa, whoa, yeah. where did that come from? Because I mean, it, it's great. Thank you. Yeah, that's something that I, you know, the very first thing is learning how to, like, embrace your voice because it's going to sound different than someone else. And if you sing a song, it's not going to sound the same as someone else because you have a different tone and things like that. So I'm glad to hear that the tone came across well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We were all like, whoa, that's (laughs) totally different. So uh, Lil Cam, Lil Cam brought up earlier, we were talking about this, and and so we're going to ask... The title, Full Moon, and you referenced it, Full Moon. We are going through a phase right now. Was it intentional, the release date, uh, to coincide with the full moon? Or did you guys just not even know that that was going to happen? That was a really, really big aspect. This has been done. um, The video was completed. The song was mastered. Everything was done, I believe, in like mid-February. Um, but when everything was done, the February full moon had already passed. And my really big thing that I wanted to be the focal point of the release of the song is to be on a full moon because there's so much you can do with that. Um, it reminds people if they forget exactly what day it's being released, they can just look up into the sky if they want or do a quick Google search and figure out when the full moon is. But that was definitely an aspect that, um, I wanted to be incorporated with my release or else I would have released it sooner, but I kind of had to sit on it and be patient for the right moment <laughs> well you certainly nice. knew how to tease it i mean the, the the teases were relentless all through and i mean that that was fantastic marketing i gotta tell you thank you <laughs> so um i had a quick question too um i you don't look uncomfortable at all like you look like you've been doing this for years like it seems super natural for you to be on camera in this aspect rather than like a, traditional acting but was it was it uncomfortable was there anything new about it because this is a different type of performance was it was there any adjustment for you when it came to that um i mean definitely the biggest thing having people hear it for the first time seeing is very vulnerable yeah um everybody has an opinion whether it's good whether it's bad so the first part was you know getting on set with the video and having everybody hear it for the first time and one of the biggest aspects too is like when filming the video i would sing out loud like i wouldn't lip sync with it i would sing to make sure that everything right so yeah. that's another thing is they're hearing you live while also hearing you on the cd track but i just it's something that i've always wanted to do and it's really something that I've always enjoyed doing and I was ready for that moment. So there, there really wasn't an era of like, obviously you get nervous being around people, but it's kind of like how people say, even though it's cliche, like when you get into the performing like mood, yeah. something like you really do just become this whole other. And it really was just me like just going all out and and just enjoying myself and even the one of the uh, people my choreographer Madeline Hamill she was on set that day 
and she had just worked with me on choreography. You know, uh, I was referred to her by a friend of mine. So she just kind of worked with me through choreography. She never really saw anything else. And she was on set and she was watching uh, like the playbacks and stuff. And she was like, oh my God, I, I had no idea like that this is what you brought. Like you really do just jump right into it. And I had no idea. So after hearing things like that, I knew that I was on the right path. And if I just went all out me, then I would get the product that I enjoyed. So yeah, and and it shows. And I mean, and you look gorgeous in the whole thing. And I, I really, I thought it was really neat with the chair, um, like the infamous chair dance, as you put it. Um, how they went back and forth with switching your outfit, like uh, with the camera move. It's, it was really cool. I really thought that um, you you just you looked great and you looked comfortable. And it, it really did seem like you've been doing this forever. <laughs> like, well, and I want to bring up. I, we've heard the word like three or four times already in this conversation. So I, I just want to bring it vulnerability. I feel like yeah. you know you did expose of vulnerability and it must have been because i'm just going to put it out there the video is very provocative and for your first yeah. effort to to you had to i <laughs> pardon the pun here but expose yourself in a way for your first effort like that because it does get very intimate and very personal to the people to the viewers and for that yeah. to be your first exposure it, i mean I, I i'm glad that tavia brought it up like like you know was there any moment where you're like wow this is very provocative or this is is very sensual there was no uncomfortable moment with that like what the initial thought from the fans would be when you when you were doing that or was it much like the song where because the song hints that there's a dark side and did you just kind of slip right into character there and say no this is the character in the thing and just approach it like a, an acting job as if it was any other role that's where it gets interesting is because it, like the song itself came to me like i wrote it um with i think it was like a 30 minute time span and it just came to me i knew exactly what i wanted the video i knew exactly what i wanted the backlit purple part of the chair dance like um the ending and the flash dance pose the dancing in the rain it was all something that came to my mind and everything that I wanted. And this is exactly what I wanted to bring to the table. And I had absolutely no doubts about that being what I wanted the image to be. And that's what I wanted to put out into the world. So in the middle of doing it, you know, recording it, filming it, surrounding myself with people who want to succeed and believe in what I'm doing, there was absolutely no hesitation because I knew that's what I wanted. Um, but kind of when you step away from that and once it's done and you put it out, of course there's going to be vulnerability. You know, I have family that live in Tennessee that, you know, are, don't see me as a provocative person. You know, they yeah. see me as Jamie. So I'm always going to, you know, feel kind of awkward in that sense. And it's more of like your family who doesn't see me like that. Um, of course, you're going to be a little bit vulnerable in that stance because you really are putting yourself out there. But it still is the underlying, the thing that keeps me from not letting that stop me is that it was my vision and it's exactly what I want and it's exactly what I love and it's what was in my mind from the start of this song and so it's kind of like I'm going to put it out there and if they they do really appreciate me and my vision then then they're going to appreciate what I put out now and they know that this is a video this is a song for a fixed situation kind of like a movie you know but I, I don't know. It was just, it was what I envisioned from the very beginning. And so it 
less about other people's opinion and more of getting out my, to everybody else and hoping that they received it positively. And that's a good point. I, I've often wondered about that, not just with like music videos, but just acting in general. There's, I mean, there's a lot of scenes that, you know, people are in that are intimate scenes or because they're true to life. I mean, people, right. you know, people have sexual sides and, you know, sexual relationships and stuff. And so I've always wondered like what that must be like to, to go home and show it to grandma and be like, look, grandma, I'm in yeah, a movie. I, 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 I gotta <laughs> tell you, as a dad, I, I'd be like, God bless you because I don't know how you call up and approach dad and say, so dad, I got this video and um, I hope you like it, but uh, I'd prefer you not watch it. Uh, I mean, it's got to be just like this amazingly tricky thing. Um, but, but you yeah. know, your dad is just this great guy and he's so supportive of your career. So I have no doubt he's like just thrilled over the moon for you, pardon the pun. But uh, I, it just, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. It's like, oh, honey, well, yeah, that was wonderful. <laughs> it was it- Funny. He's he's listening to this right now. Hi, Dad. Um, but but it was funny because he was one of the first people I told um, that I was starting to sing. I kept it really quiet um, at first because I wanted to. Instead of telling people like I'm a singer now, I'd rather just put out something and have everybody see. Oh, oh yeah. so you're a singer now. Versus me being the one, like, word of mouth I'd rather show. But he was one of the first people I told that this was the journey that I was taking now. And I told him about the song. I told him about the video. He's been helping so much, and he's been promoting so much. And But it's funny, because the other day, he's like, yeah, it sounds good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very dad response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't really know if, like, I, I will, but, like, I just haven't yet, because you've warned me, and, you know, yeah. you've warned me. that's that's awesome it sounds exactly like what i would do (laughs) i'd be like yep that sounds good honey sounds good i'm sure it looks great (laughs) your voice is so pretty (laughs) yeah exactly um oh man that's just fantastic you know though i love i I mean i love the back and forth between you and tavia because i really do think i i like the the message of the song because i really do feel like all of us have that little dark side yeah you know be it be a a provocative dark side or a little evil dark side but we all have those two sides to us and and i and i love songs or projects or things that that show that the reality of that situation well it's it's human nature to be complex and and to have you know multiple different types of relationships with people and you know stuff like that so i i I agree yeah so we saw a little hint of this we should say you know way back in the day she did a little song you know that she auditioned uh, for for a role for us and she did a little singing and it was because uh, the the role required singing, and yeah. she just ad libbed some yeah. song like with another actor, and uh, oddly enough, with another actor that's in Doom Patrol right now. Mm-hmm. We should mention, but anyway, regardless of all that, we kind of saw this. We kind of knew she had a little talent going on in the in the singing. So that this is this is fantastic. Congratulations! <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm excited, and there's more to come, and it's just I'm gonna work as hard as possible up from here at this point. That's awesome. That's so awesome. where does it translate? You're still acting, right? I mean, don't. Don't walk away from the acting. You're a phenomenal actress. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's definitely, that was my first love, my first passion. I'm, you know, still very headstrong in acting and taking classes and things like that. But this is really something that I've always wanted to do my entire life. And I feel like it's just right, as cliche as that sounds. Um, so I'm also going like full force into this as well. And, and we'll see, we'll see what happens with both of them. Well, I, I just we couldn't wish you more of the best. I mean, oh, like yeah. we said, we've believed in the talent for a while since day one. Yeah, and uh, you know, you're just great. And we're of course we're going to promote the hell out of this. We're going to tell yeah. everybody where to find it and see it. It's on YouTube and Apple Music, right? It's yes, it should be on all major streaming platforms: iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, and YouTube is where the video is. There's also like a 
a YouTube topic video that's just the song itself. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, it just <laughs> yeah. She sounds just a little excited. Just a little. Just it's a been little. getting a lot of great reviews. You've been sharing all the reviews, and it's been getting a lot of great reviews and a lot of great comments. And uh, it does. I, I like how you you incorporated the the. 90s music but you also have anybody who follows you knows you have like this affinity for the 80s you are like so old school even though you're young and and so i love how you've incorporated the 80s and the 90s into it it's just yeah it, it's great yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh homages that we noticed in there we were like oh yeah we can see where she's definitely paying tribute to to the leading ladies that have come before you and right. you know it definitely fits in with the whole style it turned out really great it really did oh thank you i mean that's that's the big thing that um, I wanted to do. And it's it's not really a persona I want to put on. It's just kind of me and what I enjoy. And I want to do what I enjoy and hope that other people respond well to it and enjoy it. But the performance aspect is something that I'm very big on. Um, that people like Britney Spears and Madonna and, and Janet Jackson were all about the ambiance and the performance that you could go and see in it it was about the music but it was also about the visuals and and really being able to like realize the experience that audibly just hear it so that's something that's really big to me and i hope i hope that comes through now and, and in the future Yep, absolutely. I think you did a great job. It's a great first video, I, and and like we said, congratulations. Nothing but success for you, and uh, and thanks for coming on and joining us for the top five yeah, and, and talking yeah. about the video. That was so much fun. Thank you, guys. You guys have always been like my biggest supporter, and I appreciate every single thing you guys do. So thank you and congratulations on your successful podcast. Oh, oh, thank you very much. Thank you, and we <laughs> oh, we've got so much coming. Yeah, and don't worry, you know you'll be involved. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes, yes, we'll be out there soon, and uh, we look forward to working with you in the future. And like I said, just much success to you, and and we we couldn't be more happy for you. Thank you guys so much. All right, well, take care. Go enjoy the big day, and ha and have a blast, and everything. And we'll be in touch soon. All right. Perfect. Have a good day, guys. Thank all right. You. Bye. Yep. Bye. Bye. Man, that was awesome. That yeah, was awesome. It, it's always nice to hear where the inspiration comes exactly. from or why you you know you want to. And so exactly. Yeah. And to me, it was inspiring that she took so much charge of it. She yeah. was like, "This is what I want to do. This is my vision. This is my thing." You know, um, and, I, and I think that that's going to lead her to even more creativity later. Mm -hmm. I think the more you have an idea and you go for it and you do it and you see that it, you right. can do it and it can turn out really awesome, you're like, okay, now I can really start like anything right. else, like anything crazier than that that I have in mind. I can really like just branch out as an as an artist. Yeah. It's definitely one of the first things I noticed when she submitted an audition to us. She took a unique spin on it and it was a bold yeah. audition and she wasn't scared to say, this is how I envision it. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to do. You could just see that from the very first time yeah. we saw her, that she had that ability. And, and the crazy thing is, she was the first audition we opened up on that project. She's <laughs> the very first audition that Crazy Ant ever saw. Yeah. She was our wow. very first submission. Yeah. And we knew from day one exactly. this girl had talent. Yep. Full moon, watch it, YouTube, stream it, everywhere. Ding dong, ding dong. I feel like it's time to take it back. I don't know why I said ding dong. I wanted to do like a clicking sound. We need to figure out some sound. So like, add some sound yeah, effects. Yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah. That'd be fun. A time warp sound effect would be cool to go for. <laughs> yeah, this something. Week in yeah. Except you know, today's week in history is going to be today. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So let's get into it. Yes. This week in history, as JLo said uh, at the top of the show, we changed it to this week in history because so much always goes on. We don't want to limit it to a I day. Know. But we would be remiss not to say that on this day, on this week 
in history in 2019, <laughs> Disney's acquisition of 21st Century Fox was complete. Yeah, and look, the true. reason we're doing it, if you listen to the top of the show, you know, it's going to change the landscape of Hollywood. It is the single biggest event probably in the last hundred years in Hollywood that's going to drastically change everything moving forward. Yeah. So it had to be this week in history. Yeah, seriously. I mean, like you said, it's going to change the landscape, man. Yep. Everything. Uh, word of the day? Yep. Word of the day. All right. Sound man out today. So I'm going to fill in. So this one, I feel like uh, Lil Cam, you know this one really well, I think. Because, you know, you go through this a lot. It's just true. Just saying. Fantods. 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 Or anxiety, I guess, could be. I feel like saying the word fantod can relieve anxiety. <laughs> there you go. It Funny is a rather, yeah, you know. You start to get that tight feeling in your chest. Fantod. Fantod. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We should say the word of the day. Fantod. A state of extreme nervousness or restlessness. The willies. You get the willies, the mm-hmm. fidgets. So there you go. Fantod. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, you ever get the fantods? I mean, you know, sometimes, especially in the entertainment industry, when we're about to interview huge guests, like we just interviewed Amy Rutberg, I, I'll admit I was a little nervous. Yeah. You had the fantods? I mean, you know, she's hey, huge on the Save Daredevil campaign. She is. Man. Just say fantod. Fantod. I'm good but now. Honestly, though, one of just like the sweetest people. Yeah, and, she was I, I awesome. Mean, just a fun conversation. So your fantods quickly disappeared. It, honestly, because after that conversation, she's just a lovely person. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Sure. Good word of the day. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right, now box office. Guess mm. what, Lil Cam? What? I got everything right and the numbers. Oh. Yeah, I know. Thank Proud you. Proud of you. Thank you. I do what I can. And the numbers. And the numbers. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's do a little recap. Uh-huh. Captain Marvel. It got sixty-seven point nine million in the first place. Obviously, I predicted sixty to seventy million. Number two was Wonder Park. It got fifteen point eight million, which I got right, and I predicted ten to fifteen. Uh, five feet apart, which this one we just went and saw, which is pretty good. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Yeah, it, right? and it overperformed, which you'll tell us the numbers in just a second. But it overperformed. It did. And yeah, shout out to really Trina good. Lafargue, who also is a co-star in this movie. We got her coming up on an upcoming episode of, uh, you know, as a guest. Yeah. So. And honestly, she was in. She was in a decent amount of scenes. Was she? Yeah. Good, good to hear. Yeah, she was awesome. I got to go check it out. Yeah, seriously. And it, that one got 13.1. That's a CBS film, actually, at the beginning. So d- is it still independent? Or y- Yes, and yeah. that's interesting because remember, CBS said they were going to finish their slate of indie films that they had mm. and then stop and that focus was all on yeah. the stuff. So that's one of the that's last CBS films. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, and like I said, I predicted 10 to 15, so 13.1 falls right in that sweet spot. Um, number four was How to Train Wait, Your... are we back to Dr. Ruth? No! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! We need to find the sweet spot. Oh, no. Uh, number four was How to Train Your Dragon with 9.3 million. I predicted 5 to 10 million. And number five was Medea Family Funeral with 7.8. I predicted 5 to 10. So, Nicely done this week. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it was it was intense, man. I'm not even gonna lie. But this week, new movies we got coming out. We only got one, and I'm really interested because the way Jordan Peele writes is mm. so obscure and so different from everything else that's happening in the industry right now. Us, us is coming out. Uh, it has uh, what's her name from Black Panther. Um, 
forget her name. Uh, Lupita, right? Lupita Nyong'o from also Star Wars. And yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is in this one, and this is like he said, it's something no one has ever seen before. I, so. And I believe it because I mean, it's just his his film and his writing is just phenomenal. And we are horrible at names. We are. We We're should just bad. apologize in advance to everybody, to everybody. ever because we just butcher names. Yeah, that that happens. We either forget or yeah, butcher them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're so sorry. We're so, <laughs> coming from the bottom of our hearts. That's right. Uh, <laughs> movies that are still out. Um, Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral, Greta, Lego Movie 2, What Men What, Alita Battle Angel with, you know, our favorite, one of our favorite guests, Sam Medina. Sam Medina. Who am I? Uh, Happy Death Day 2, which, uh, uh, isn't it romantic? How to Train Your Dragon, Fighting with Your Family, that's that rock one. Uh, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, if you haven't gone and seen that one yet, go see it. Uh, Wonder Park and Five Feet Apart. And you know what? Speaking of, because you brought up Fighting with My Family, the uh, female star in that mm-hmm. uh, just cast in um, Black Widow. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. She's, you know. That one's going to turn out to be really good, I, I feel they like. They are throwing um, a lot of names into that. They are. By the way, it is a prequel. Mm, it is a prequel. So it is So it does take place with... before Endgame and all that kind of stuff. So no telling what the storyline's yeah. going to be. I mean, and then how many installments? And they're promising a few possible Avengers make cameos. So mm. now, to me, that says screams Hawkeye because we know Hawkeye exactly. and her had met up in the past. Exactly. So, I mean, they even, in Civil War, we're still friends, right? Exactly. Like when fighting. So, of course. I mean, I feel like, yeah, yeah. we'll find out. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Well, number one, I think it's going to be us. I think us is going to dethrone Captain Marvel us? this we week. We don't even have anything out yet. <laughs> not, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Peele's us with around 45 to 55 million. Some people are predicting around 50 million, but I think it might do a little better than 50 million. So we shall see. We shall see. Do you think it'll be tight with Captain Marvel, though? Do you? I mean, uh, no, I don't. Really? You I think, think there's going to be a big gap? Yeah. Captain Marvel, I think, is going to drop to 25 to 30 million. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, it's been a, a lot of people with Marvel movies, a lot of people will try to see them as soon as possible. Well, let's be honest. But I mean, this weekend, uh, it's probably going to cross the billion dollar mark. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty much everybody's seen it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah, that's why I think twenty five to thirty million, which is still phenomenal for the third week. Oh, yeah, like that is crazy. So yeah, that's number two. Number three, I want it to be five feet apart because it's such an amazing movie. So that's why I'm pulling for you to be number three with around seven to ten million. Number four, I think, is going to be Wonder Park with around five to ten million. Number five will be How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. With three to five million. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I mean, we shall see. We shall see. I, I'm interested in that Us movie, though. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. I, mean, I think anybody who saw that is going to go in droves to you go see Us. You know that is, yeah. I mean, I, mean is, is, I wonder if this one is going to have like the same social media impact I as don't Get know. Out I had. can honestly tell you that when I watched Get Out, I was blown away. I was too. One, because all the marketing, it just, it the movie was absolutely nothing. Yeah. That I thought the movie uh, seriously, was be. I didn't either. I don't know if that was brilliant marketing or horrible marketing that just was. I mean, but the movie, when anybody watched it, you were like, 
Wait, what? Yeah, what just happened? What just happened here? It's just brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. I, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love to see what he's doing, especially he's just signed a deal with Amazon. So oh, yeah. I can't Exciting wait to stuff. see what's going to happen. So now it is time for IMDb Pro's top trending segment, guys. If you haven't even gotten this app yet, you need to do so because you can see the box office forecast. You can see the box office for the specific day we're on right now. You can see, like, track the star meters, who's number one. One, who's the most popular star? Who's the least popular? What's the most popular movie being talked about? And just so much stuff. Definitely, if you're trying to break into the entertainment industry, you need this app. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's referred to constantly as the Bible of the, the industry. Bible. I mean, it's the go-to book. It, it, I mean, everybody uses it. And you, yeah, the tracking. Mm-hmm. I said it last week. I said it. It's my favorite part. Yeah. You can literally track your favorite stars and movies. You'll know everything that's happening because you'll get notified every time something happens with one exactly. of them. Exactly. It's, it's so. It's man. so phenomenal. So yeah. phenomenal. Get the app. Well, this week, we got our top trending movie, still Captain Marvel. Everybody's still talking about it. Yeah. And I would guess even more so because she popped up in the Avengers Endgame trailer. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's like, oh, shit, wait a minute. Yeah, and even more so, probably people are going back to see it it again for a second time. I mean, I know I want to. For Goose. I want to see it again. Just for Goose. Uh, Top trending TV series is Game of Thrones, of Mm. course. So much buzz going around about this one. And the top trending star this week, no surprise, Brie Larson. And which Little Cam and I just saw the other day, and she might know more about it than I do. Um, Brie Larson is going to make her directorial debut, right? In a Netflix film. Like, her and... I thought I read her and Samuel Jackson were in a Netflix film. And I love the Samuel Jackson and her team up. Yeah. Because that's absolutely phenomenal. It's yeah. just hilarious, isn't it, little Cam? I'm sick. Why are you making me talk? I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and look, if, if you know Jamie, if you Jamie Stack, uh, new video dropped or whatever. If videos, yeah, Brie Larson, yeah, used to she be, she used to be a pop star, yeah. had a little singing career, was on a label with Avril Lavigne. Yeah, now she's Captain Marvel and and ruling the world. Exactly. I mean, you never know. You never, you know. never know. It's so crazy, man. It's crazy how everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We believe that whole. Wholeheartedly. Now switching it over to the music side of things. Billboard chart toppers, Hot 100. <sighs> Back to Ariana Grande, Seven Rings. Still not a beat, dude. I don't. Honestly, I don't, I don't know why I don't like her. I, I, she's. I just feel like she's annoying. So anything that has to do with her, I'm just like. Ugh. Which I'm. I'm really kind of like. She can sing. Yeah, she can sing. I mean, I agree this, with this that. girl has got like one of the greatest voices I have ever heard. But yeah, she, she's annoying. I, I'm, I just, she's annoying I, I just, and she brings drama and there's just, just so mm-hmm. much happening around her that I just don't even want to. I think what she had mentioned a few weeks back she should really do and just step away, mm-hmm. regroup, exactly, figure out who she is moving forward. And then come back. Agreed. I just think you're right. Just I think she's in a, she's in an identity crisis right now. Yeah. And all that drama and she she don't even know where she's going exactly. or who she is. Well, I mean, you speak about identity crisis. Freaking, she had to wear that ponytail for so long, yeah. and didn't it give her like crazy headaches? Right. And stu- right. Like because of a personal persona image. Like, right. That's so stupid. She's been through like I don't even know what is she like twenty something something like twenty two twenty three. She has been through so much shit yeah, in her shit. young life 
that you think that she's been around and so but she's not she's like early 20s she she has so much to grow just step away yeah find yourself she's kind of in the like, beebs phase because beebs can make him some good music yeah yeah but he's got it you know well to his credit he came out the other day and said look i'm, I'm just trying to figure shit out yeah i'm just trying to i'm sorry if yeah. i make this post that scares i'm just i'm, I'm lost just, yeah he basically said i'm lost yeah and i rightfully so when you're that young and you have that much shit go on exactly. in your life so quick you 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 got to grow up. Exactly. You got to find yourself. He was and, famous by the time he was 14. Like, yeah. yeah. I, th- I don't think there's anything wrong with these young stars stepping away for no. a little bit and Agreed. growing up, if you will. Agreed. And then coming back. Agreed. I, I mean, yeah. there's know. a place. Exactly. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, top 200 albums is Juice World Death Race for Love. This is its first week at number one. And he is also the artist of the week. So that's pretty cool because he, I believe he's like only t- 19 or 20. Mm. And he was signed to interscope like when he just released his first mixtape so that's pretty awesome pretty uh excited for him and top radio song is still halsey without me top digital song sales this one is surprising shallow a star is born back at it like popping in and out man like people really like that song yeah yeah like the whole album is just phenomenal we say it week in and week out go listen to that one uh top streaming song Back to Seven Rings. Uh, top digital album sales, uh, Juice World. Uh, top and top album sales is Juice World. Death Race for Love. So he's having a big week this week. So good for him as a young man in the entertainment industry. So. And you know, speaking of Halsey, I just saw recently Halsey and Miley Cyrus and uh, several other have been announced for Woodstock's big fifty and Jay Z. Yeah, Jay Z. Yeah, that, that's. Interesting, because when you think about the people of the original Woodstock and yeah, the and eclectic then, and now, group of music, yeah. and what they're bringing now, it's 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 completely different. Yeah, it's just, it's it completely might be, and, well, different. and it's not even on the same site. No, but there's a smaller no, festival I, yeah. going on on the actual Woodstock site. Uh, yeah, this one, the because this one's in like New Jersey. Or yeah, something, it's like right? yeah, like I don't know, fifty hundred miles away from the actual site. Yeah, and so, but it's because the actual site was booked by another. <laughs> so i mean like whatever that's funny that's funny but i mean yeah you know you gotta do what you gotta do a whole bunch of a huge thing i mean it would be huge if you're a young and -and up-and-coming artist nowadays to say you're booked at the 50th of woodstock i mean i mean yeah i mean the festival circuit is so freaking popular i mean i know little cam is about to go to hang out i know right i know she's excited about that (laughs) who are you most excited to see Grandson. Oh, yeah. Grandson. Not even a headliner, but... And Hozier, right? Yeah, Hozier's going to be there. Yeah. Who else is going to be there? Uh, Khalid, Travis Scott, Cardi B. I'm trying to list the headliners. Yeah. I, don't yeah. I mean, look, you got a good lineup. Yeah, it's true. And look, I mean, you said it. that The festival circuit is so important to artists these days. Yeah. I mean, you can make your break at a festival. Yeah. I mean, honestly, enough Seriously. people see you, mm-hmm. it's huge. It look is. at Jazz Fest. Exactly. I mean, you yeah, know, many people have made careers out of jazz fest. I mean, exactly, huge. exactly. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. I love this industry. But you know what I love? I love coming back each week and talking this stuff with everybody and putting all this information out there because I love our listeners and that's what we like to do. We like to help our listeners become an up and coming entertainer. That's what we're here for. Exactly. If we can help you, you know, do what you want to do and live your dream. 
then that's what we want to do. Exactly. And the way we can help you is make sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit. We're everywhere, guys. We post mostly on Instagram and Twitter, so really follow us both on there at Crazy Ant Media. Like I said, make sure to go to our website, crazyantmedia.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter, see our professional bios. Go on the Inside the Crazy Ant Farm page, go on the Fantastic Reviews page, or on the Hands Down page. We are a podcasting brand, man. Man, we love <laughs> we it. We really are. Yeah, we love it. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast on any podcast platform because, you know, we love doing this each and every week, like I said. And you know who also loves us? Oprah! Oprah!